And we're live. We're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by another nerd. I am one of your hosts, Sam. Now I'm the other host, Paul, and we are joined again tonight by the wonderful Dan Yay. from Blade and Marvelous. She's not sick of us or um, <laughs> upset, we haven't upset her yet, so that's fine. So, like I say, um, it's all going good. So, how are you, Dan? I know you've had a busy week, uh, but like I say, the last few weeks, bless you. <laughs> I, I'm I'm here. I'm Alrid, as you say <laughs> up there. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm I'm all good. I'm here. I woke up this morning. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> no, so um, we thought we'd get Dan on again. Uh, well, we've been trying to get Dan to come on quite a lot, bless her. But she is a very busy lady because uh, we, like, I say every time she comes on, we do have a laugh, and it's always a little bit entertaining as well. So we see, we always like to see who can swear the most, shall we say? No, no pressure then. No, no, <laughs> no, pressure. no pressure. Well, before so we'll I get you, into yeah, oh, let's do, do, your, do your thing, Sammy. <laughs> I just want to say before we get into this, I just want to say huge congratulations to my little sister. And my new brother-in-law, as they got married yesterday. So, congratulations to you. I just wanted to say that before we got started. Congratulations. And ask the most most important question ever. (laughs) How you's doing? Oh, and what you's been watching? God, here we go. Um, Also, to to say a happy anniversary to Charlotte and Kev, who were meant to come on the podcast night, but forgot there was their anniversary. So, yes. <laughs> so weddings and anniversaries yay it's yes. been a week of ce- weekend of celebrations so yes i'm not too bad uh i'll let dan tell us what she's been watching it or if she's been watching anything have you had a chance to <laughs> <laughs> last night i rewatched scanners right i saw you pause yeah and i was like i need to watch this again it's been donkeys i think i was about i want to say maybe 15 maybe a bit older the last time i watched it and i it, it sort of stayed there but bits have faded out and I watched it last night and I was like, this is the most batshit insane film I have ever watched in my yeah. entire life. And the ending was still way worse. Well, way weirder than I thought it was. I remembered it being yeah, yeah. as well. But um, yeah, the, the special effects is absolutely dire as well. <laughs> but like, you but can't doesn't beat... that make it so special? <laughs> it does. But you can't beat that head scene. No. So like, yeah. That's so is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler for later? Is it? No, I, I crossed it off. I crossed it off. <laughs> well played. But yes, um, what about you, Sammy? What have you been watching? I can't remember. Oh well, you've had a busy a weekend. Gen- I have had such a busy weekend. I mean, my sister got married yesterday, um, and it's been all go. Well, obviously, I've been at work. And I just, oh, I can't remember. Oh, oh that's sorry. I do remember. Um, mm. we what we restarted Brooklyn Nine Nine. All right, cool. When I so, said, "Can we start a community?" Yeah, we compromised. And right, go, okay. We'll, we'll, go back and watch, we'll go back to the beginning and watch Brooklyn. What's like new? I'll go we'll go for the comfort show. No, I I can understand that. Um, um I've, I've I've been I've been watching quite a few things because I'm I'm trying to fill uh, a moonshiner's hole that's that's been left behind that because the show becomes shit, so I couldn't I couldn't watch it anymore. Um, I've rewatched Superstore. So another American uh, sitcom. Oh. It has some yes. good episodes. It has some bad episodes, but it's just like filler TV. I think it's like bri- mm. turn your brain off and just watch. But there's there's some genuinely good good moments in it. I always would recommend to watch it. It's on Netflix as well. Um, I've been trying to rewatch Red Dwarf again in preparation for the Red Dwarf mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm on to season three of Red Dwarf as well. But 
I found a new show that it's even more worse and terrible than Moonshiners. The thing is, or you say that, but Moonshiners wasn't the worst. Like... Uh, okay. I, got, I got there. Um, it's, it's on a it's it's on a channel called Blaze, so that shows you how the quality. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's going to sound really wrong, but mm-hmm. it, it's not based on the subject matter that you're probably thinking. It's called hardcore porn. Yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> Is it the I porn show? It's, it's the porn show in Detroit. <gasps> the old dude with the leather jacket and the tash, yeah. and, the tash. Oh, and the most angriest little the angriest little woman ever, like with the yes. long hair. I see their clips on TikTok all the time and I get oh. suckered into it. Oh, I've like say I, I've watched one episode. I I, I know my mum watched it and told us about it, and I was like, That sounds awful. It's it's fake. It's fake as fuck because they have fights <laughs> and everything, but just the children are the most vile people in the world. I just want to see them get the comeuppance and like everything to go wrong. I just want them to feel. I know that sounds horrible, but um, but yeah, that that's my new uh, obsession at this moment: hardcore wow. porn. <laughs> I, I've just remembered what we watched the other day. Actually, we started watching. There's a couple really good documentaries come on Netflix the last couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. DB Cooper one, right. Yeah, that, that we start we started watching that. That was pretty interesting. But we also I have a huge and I don't understand where it comes from or why I even have it. But I have a huge fascination with the Waco siege. Yes, I know I know more about that than I should. Have you seen the the TV show they did of it with? Um... Oh God, it had Kieran Culkin or Rory Culkin in it? Raw, I think it was Rory. Um, yeah. I just know yeah. him as creepy. I call him creepy Culkin because he's the creepy he's one. Got the, it's the, it's the, it's yeah. the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, that is a really good because that's told from the um, two perspectives. So right. um, they both collabed on it. One of the guys in the siege and then the one of the negotiators. So if you mm. get a chance, it's just called Waco. Uh, I've Waco. watched that. The The documentary is really good, but it, I was getting mm. I was getting on ants nerves because I was like, well this happens before this happens and it all interlinks because it links with um ruby ridge which again is not really fascinating and also the oklahoma city bombing yeah. right all interlink with each other and it's because timothy mcveigh who did the oklahoma city bombing which is probably the it actually is the worst um terrorist attack in america um it's not it's oh, what's it called when it's like one of your own who does it uh an internal one like yeah. an internal yeah, attack like yeah like uh-huh. That it's the mm-hmm. worst that's ever been on American soil. I was going to say, I was going to say 11, 9-11. 9-11, kind of. uh-huh, <laughs> but, but it's like, it's like, it, yeah. they're one of their own who's done it. Um, yeah. He was there at Waco. Yeah. Right. He was watching the siege mm. happen. And all he took from that was they're trying to take their guns away from them. Yeah. Can't be having this. And that's, that's what planted the seed and led. And it's so fucking fascinating. I don't know if, because I'm only on episode one on the uh, Waco Mm-hmm. one on netflix so i don't know if they'll go into the connections between ruby ridge and the oklahoma city bombing but it's really really interesting the one i've seen advertised it might be the same one it's where they're actually talking about because normally it's like they tell you about like the thing but it's actually the people that were in the cult and everything as well so that's um seems because yeah. i've never heard of that perspective before so that that'll no. be a quite interesting one i i haven't heard to be honest i've heard everything about why um Koresh should have been taken out. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, David Koresh should have been taken out, but not in the way that it happened. 
that was unnecessary. There were children in that building. It was completely unnecessary. But David Koresh is a piece of shit. So but yay. we'll talk about that on the true crime episode that's coming up. So yes. yeah, <laughs> uh, there's some. There's, honestly, there's some things I've been watching that I've been holding back on because I'm waiting for that episode. But I, that's, I just remembered that is what I've been watching this week. Well, All I've right. got a very weird connection because going back to Superstore, mm-hmm. I've I've been on the set of Superstore twice. All um, right, when I've been to the US. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is huge. That supermarket is absolutely massive, the interior. And uh, I I say about a year ago, I found out that Dina, Laura mm-hmm. Nash, she does a true crime podcast called True Crime and Cocktails. Oh, and right. But basically, it's her and her cousin, and they get absolutely wasted. And then they just talk <laughs> about true crime, which... Oh, wow. Sounds amazing. And they laugh for... A, Probably the first 45 minutes. You you complain about this show running over when I'm on it for about two hours, but their shows go for about two and a half because they just what. laugh. Well, last week went for three and a half. Three and a half hours. We were doing a top five American uh, sitcoms, so that's and why. And there was four of us on as well. <laughs> yeah, so that was just crazy. But yeah. that was It was nuts, <laughs> but it was worth it. it but I was I couldn't talk at the end. Trying yeah. to like plug everything, and I was like, I just, words are failing me completely now. <laughs> I would recommend watching in parts, but it was a very heartfelt yeah. episode. Like I say, it was a lot of good memories come out, and we didn't actually. We, I think the Cosby's got mentioned, but we didn't go into too far. <laughs> no, no, probably a wise some... choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some things that you just you just got to keep away. There's actually one of my choices on the on my picks for tonight. And went, don't do it. It just opens up a whole fucking conversation you don't want to have. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Uh, I'll take your point. But let's do it because this is a topic that I could I talk about. Go in the, I thought you're going to go in another musical. Let's do it. Let's, do, let's it. do it. Sorry. I've also had my nails done, so be prepared. I talk with my hands a lot. I'm going to be talking with them a lot more now. Uh, <laughs> right. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, uh, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's give it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. And Sam's posh voice comes out again there. So <laughs> My mother said, it's the poshest I've ever heard of me. <laughs> So how did how did you guys find this top five? Because it was an unusual. I think this one was your choice, was it, Sammy? Of course it was. It's the one thing that I, that can guaranteed will come up in my in a co- topic of conversation during my day, guaranteed. So yeah, it was <laughs> who, me. who died? But who yes. died? <laughs> so how did you guys find this this pick? Because I struggled a little bit this week. Hard. Yeah, it's the whittling down. Like mm-hmm. I could reel off. 20 that i think are fantastic yeah. yeah but the five i've got i think we're gonna cross over on so i have backups just in case ah see, um, we've got to prepared we've got to prepare we've got it, yeah <laughs> i'm i i was i was thinking would paul pick this but i do that on every pick now would paul pick this and um, to be fair though thing... mine's just gonna be the fluffy ones yours are gonna be like the, the nasty ones <laughs> i have i have i have a couple of nasties in there um <laughs> But it was it was difficult because it was well. How do I feel about it? Yeah. Like how did it make me feel? And the one that Anne told me not to put in was that that really like shocked us to the core. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm good at <laughs> using it. But then when I looked at the rest of them, I was like, yeah, they're like 
I can I can I can talk about these and tell you how they made me feel. So I'm yeah. happy with the choices I've made. No, that that was the thing because when I thought about it, there's ones that make you laugh, there's ones that make you cry, and there's ones that stick with you. And I kind of went with the stick with you ones rather than anything because, mm. um, like I say, I, there's probably going to be a, a bunch of honourable mentions afterwards, but I don't want to give away any just in case someone has picked them as well. Um, yeah. But like I say, with Dan being the lovely guest, like I say, I, I'll not be the dickhead and go first, so I'll let you go first this uh, this time, Dan. So, so you can kick Ugh. us off. <laughs> Right, there is an obvious one, but I'm going to leave that one just in case you two have got it as well. So I'll okay. skip that one. Mm-hmm. My first one goes to, and this was like exactly what happened to this person, happened to every person that watched it and mm-hmm. cared about the character. Right. Wash's death in Serenity. That was big. <laughs> No, I haven't picked it. I'm going to cry. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, I, honestly, I thought about this one and I was like, no, Paul is definitely going to no, pick no. Wash. It, 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 oh. yeah. I love Alan Tudyk as well. He's yeah. like, for me... Well, he's the, the king of the nerds, man. He's, <laughs> he he really is. is. He's amazing. And uh, like, he can turn his hand to anything. But this was mm. way before I knew that he was a voice actor, character actor. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he was Wash to everybody. And that great big bloody telephone pole or whatever the shit it was that come flying through the window and stabbed him, they didn't yeah. even give him a parting goodbye. You no. know, it was literally just, <clears throat> and he was gone. And I was yeah. like. It's so sad. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, that's, that, that's what got me massively with this one as well, because watch. Like if you watch Firefly, not just Serenity, like like you fall in love with every single member of that. Uh, I'm not even going to call them like a crew or anything. They're, they're a family type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the best way I can describe it. And then when we got Serenity to finally tell the story, um, we thought we were going to get. Well, I, I thought they were going to get more. I thought, great, this is not going to be the ending of a story type thing. I thought mm-hmm. this, this is going to show uh, Fox were wrong because like Serenity did massively well in the better than they expected at the box office and especially on the DVDs as well. But when I watched it, I was shocked at this one as well because it, it comes out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I I think for me, I disliked the film massively because it was like they went over so much old territory from the, the series, mm-hmm. but then they just did that ending and then we were expected to be at peace with the fact that... Mm-hmm. The curse of the weddings had struck again, and struck again, and we were we were we were left with it. And I was like, even at the end, I was still like, "There's no answers." Uh, ah, wait, <laughs> who's the blue hand people? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it was just it got worse and worse the more it went on. Now, mm-hmm. I I still like the film because it's part of I don't know if you call it the canon or part of the yeah. the, mm-hmm. the thing, but mm-hmm. it's. It just annoyed the shit out of me. They killed <laughs> off Wash. Wash. Wash was, yeah. They could have killed off his missus. No, they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they could have killed off so many other characters, but no, no, we'll yeah, do everybody's favourite. I wouldn't have been sad if Simon went. Like, say, Simon, oh, I, I, I'm not going to be, say, but I know that would have probably affected Kaylee, but yeah, um, Wash, like, say, he had all the best lines in the film as well. Like, especially with the dinosaurs, like, ah, oh, curse you, I had never betrayal and stuff like that. Uh, or oh, I'm a leaf on the wind. Yeah. I know Goodwill put in the chat, but Jesus Christ, that touched 
like touched me soul when he says like said it, he actually believed it as well. But yeah, like, oh, yeah. Mm. It, I think if they'd killed off Jane, I don't think I would have been that upset. No, like it, it, I, I wouldn't. Have. Was he dead by then? Um, because because they killed off Shepard before that. Yeah, because that give it. yeah because that give Marley's motivation to walk through fire and that basically just yeah. just have his belief. He didn't care what he believed in, just in his belief. And that's how like Mal got the job yeah, done. That's it. Yeah, I've, I've, but, it's been years since I've seen the film. Mm-hmm. I just recapped on like the the death to make sure it still had that impact on me. Yeah, but, yeah I, I still couldn't care less if any of them, bar uh, mm-hmm. Captain Captain yeah. Fancy Pants, died. Captain <laughs> Fancy Pants, I like that. You see, I'm not a firefly firefly fan. I can't say it. Mm-hmm. Firefly fan. Um, <laughs> my husband is. So I only watch Serenity. I watched Serenity first mm-hmm. before I, I have seen all of them now, but I watched the film first. So I was grateful for everything that they were going back over. I start. I got attached to these people quite quickly, mm-hmm. and especially Wash because yeah. he was just he, he felt goofy but and loyal and serious but funny. And there was just a lot about him. So when that happened, I was like literally taken aback. I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. And then Anzai obviously said he's a fan favorite in the like the TV show. I was like, oh my god, that is going to fucking hit some people. Yeah, majorly. It's, I think the episode that Wash becomes this legendary status is when him and Miles fighting over Zoe, and then that Russian comes back and Ninsky and kidnaps them both, and Mal and uh, Wash are getting tortured, but Miles just basically picking fights with Wash just to keep him keep him alive, basically, mm-hmm. and then. When Zoe comes in and says, "It's like you've got a pick," and he just she doesn't even think she just picks Wash straight away, her husband, and then Wash just breaks down, saying, "Mal kept me alive," and that's when your heart goes out to him. And I can under, yeah, I, I like this death because you, as you said in the movie, you don't expect it, you don't see it coming. Mm. He's just got you through this like busy uh, hellstorm with the reavers and stuff, and he's landed the ship that. Like no one else could have landed. You think this is just amazing, and then it's just like, boom, and that's what I like about it. It's just like mm. shut in the dark. But he deserved better, though. Bless him. Yeah. For you as an audience member, you've just taken that. It's okay. We're out of this now, <laughs> and then boom, you hit with it again, and it's like shit. Um, but I, I, I can only I can only sit on the sidelines and and wonder how I would like how you feel mm-hmm. on. You know the character and how he was dressed. To be fair, though, I was still pissed that they only got fourteen episodes of Firefly, so I was still fired up. <laughs> yeah, so that hatred wasn't going away anytime soon. No, still... <laughs> now it's been reopened. I'm going to watch Firefly again now. So thanks, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> I think we're going to open a lot of wounds tonight, so it's going to yes. be a lot of therapy through this set through this podcast. I don't Good. have feelings. It's fine. <laughs> we'll try and bring them I, out. We'll, Dan, sorry, right. I have I have all of them, so I will be I will be everyone's emotion tonight. <laughs> I, I'm one of those people who tend to laugh at the inappropriate things in the cinema, and like I get the giggles, and like people I know people are staring at me, but you know when you just like you can't help it. You're like yeah. that's ridiculous, and there's people going, "Oh my god, that's so disgusting." And I'm sitting there going. <laughs> But that's the thing because you because you know how the sausage is made though that's the thing yeah so probably. um that's why it isn't like say um, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking love that saying you know how the sausage is made dan we need to get your t-shirt oh. with that on <laughs> and i will wear it <laughs> i know you will 
that's an idea. Um, so yeah, so, so what cool. a way to open it. So take it away, Sammy. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just I'm gonna go with probably the most obvious when it comes to me, if you know me, because this was this was mentioned on the first episode we ever did. That was a long time of, ago. A long time ago. <laughs> it was uh it, it's from one of my favorite films that I used to hate admitting that I love this film. Now I don't give a shit. Um because I'm older. It's <laughs> it's 1989 Steel Magnolias and it's the <laughs> death of Shelby. <laughs> ah, oh my god, I haven't heard that film in years. But <laughs> I went through a phase of wanting to be called Shelby because of that Shelby, movie. Yeah. I hated my name. I was like, why couldn't I be called Shelby? I know. I just, I, I didn't want her life in the slightest, but I loved her name. But yeah, I used to, on a Tuesday, I used to have a free period where I could go home because I lived two minutes away from my college. So I used to go home and Sky Movies would have this on fucking repeat every Tuesday. So I would just sit and watch it all the time. But I used to hate admitting it was mm-hmm. one of my favorite films. I would like... Just now, Ghostbusters, man, I'm not fucking cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love The Exorcist, but no, I would. Um, I look. This death got me, mm-hmm. got me good. Um, it gets me good every time. It's and it's not so much the death itself because, to be honest, she's a very poorly lady. Like she has diabetes and she does things that she's not that she was told not to do. Um, she she was told she couldn't get pregnant because she wouldn't be able to carry. She did it. And she mm. brought this lovely little boy into the world. And then not a year or so later, she ends up dying. Mm-hmm. But the what gets me is Sally Field's grief. Mm-hmm. Always gets me. It's the, she is so strong until she's not. Yeah. And it's it's like, everything's done. Her daughter has passed. Her daughter is buried. And she's just standing with her best friends and... They're all like going, oh, you're, are you okay? Oh, the service was lovely. And, da, 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 da. and she just fucking snaps. And mm-hmm. she says everything that you want to say when you're in mourning. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking powerful. And I'll just, I love that scene so much. But I sit there just <gasps> crying <laughs> my eyes out at the fact that she lost her daughter. And it's when she says, I could run to Texas and back again. And my daughter never could. Yeah, it's she's not even talking about the fact that she couldn't do it because she's passed away. It's the fact that she couldn't do it while she was alive. Um, it's such a, it's a special one for me. Yeah, because it's a special film. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I grieved hard on that one. I used to watch that with my nan and granddad because my mum worked. Oh my yeah, well, when I grew up, my mum worked three jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a single parent family child. <laughs> um, so she worked three jobs. <laughs> And uh, so we used to stay with my grandparents and uh, we used to have certain videos we'd watch over and over again mm. and still mm-hmm. Magnolias was in the cupboard. And I remember Sally Field. I remember Julia Roberts was Shelby, wasn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember, was Dolly Parton in it? Yes, she fucking was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I vaguely remember bits and like Olympia Dukakis was in it as well. I love seeing her name as well. It's and, such a and, weird name to and, say. And there, uh, Shirley MacLaine. Yep, is in it. Who is fantastic? Like, absolutely fantastic. Because that's it's it's just when so Sally Fields just done her iconic breakdown scene, and Olivia Dukakis grabs Shirley MacLaine and just tells um. Sally Fields' character to slap Weezer. Just slap her. Everyone's wanted to take a slap at Weezer Dubrow. You go and do it. You be that person. And she just bursts into fits of laughter. 
because mm-hmm. it was it's that's what a friend would do yeah it's such a i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna keep this together it's such a <laughs> it is it's just it's friendship mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to it it wasn't about it's it wasn't family as in blood family it was family as friends and then mm-hmm. women were fucking tight together and when they when they needed something they were there like Mm-hmm. That moment where she grabs Weezer and just tells it to slap her is fucking hilarious, but it <laughs> totally breaks the tension of what you needed in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's my that's, best choice. It's not a film I've seen for a long, long time. Like, say, I think I was a kid when I watched it like the last time. But uh-huh. I know how much it means to you and stuff like oh. that. Uh, it's ridiculous but... how much this film means to us. Yeah. And it's, I used to be very ashamed to see it, but I'm not now. Don't care. Oh, I'm just surprised. Like, see, the first picks for the two, two the two horror hounds has went quite like light and fluffy so far. So, um, gonna so... Be, I didn't want to be predictable just yet. I've sort of held back a bit, you know. Yeah. But, like I said, there's there's stuff on here that I think we're gonna cross over on. So, Certainly. but I'm gonna go with the one that disturbed me the most to the point where, like, see. I, I still have a, a little fear of certain aspects to this. So I'm going to set a scene for you here. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna try and paint a picture. So imagine you're just, like, say, chilling out on the beach, just, mm-hmm. like, say, having a party, like, say, having a few drinks with the guys and the girls, and this beautiful lass over the, like, say, over the hill just gives you gives you the eye and thinks, oh, I was going to have some fun here. Like, they both had a little bit too much to drink. She... Like hints to chase her, so you mm. so you think, oh, I'm going to chase her here, and then she strips off and goes in the sea, oh, and then gosh. and then basically you're like sitting there, hissed as a fart, thinking I'm going to go in the sea, I'm going to have some fun with this girl, and you you pass out drunk, and it's all what happens, and the girl's just like swimming around, just being all na- naked and free in the sea, and this is just perfect surrounding. Then all you hear is, dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> then all you see, you don't even see the shark. You just see that you hear the sound, and you see it just flashing around. And you all you see is a little nibble, and she goes, "What the fuck's that?" And you start getting the feelings in your stomach, and you start getting the fear, anxieties building up. And it's just how she gets thrown about like a fucking rag dog from that point. You don't yeah. even need to see the blood or see how graphic that that is. Just that one moment put me off going into the sea for about 10 years after watching that as a kid and to the point where I was even scared to go in the bath for a little while. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so water was absolutely terrifying. But that film, that scene exactly, was just absolutely terrifying to the point I still think it's one of the best film death scenes or to scare someone because you don't need jump scares you don't need these aspects it's just the build the tension the anxiety it builds up it's never been beaten in my eyes type thing but i still remember vividly as well how fucking terrifying and just monstrous that bit when she was just getting flung about and on top of the sea like that must have been so uncomfortable for her to be filmed as well because it must have had like some kind of rig holding mm. and dragging across and swinging her, swinging her about because it was so violent as well but oh. Jesus like just to picture it now you can see it scene from scene like how it happened and what I, was going on when you mentioned drinking mm-hmm. that it, that's when it came into my head 
and I followed you through with it in my third eye, watching it. <laughs> and it's it's the it's when you it's when she does the leg movement and you and my leg twitched and I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that is that's not just like a horrific death in a good death. That is a fucking amazing opener because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that really like there's no whole bards after that. Like, it's Spielberg. It's Spielberg happening. at his best, telling oh, uh-huh. the story and just painting the picture through the lens. Yeah, like very minimal dialogue. You know exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. and you can't it's stop it visual. from happening. Yeah, it's all visual and it's all sound as well. Mm-hmm. So the sound is obviously that the, the that's building the tension up to the that oh, it's the leg man. I can't. It's the when she moves that leg and she twitches. It's one of my worst fears. I don't do the sea. I'm a swimmer. Always mm-hmm. have been. I was very good at it. Um, swam for Sunderland's team. Thank you very much. Um, but I hate the sea. But the, the, it. it's it's a scene afterwards as well when you get introduced like the Chief Brody and stuff and they're going to investigate the remains and all you see is like hair and fingers and bits <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yep. So it's Ooh. just like, the, the after effects and like Jaws is one of my up there favorite movies of all times. Mm. Like, say, I'll argue with anyone because everyone says, Oh, it's not, a, it's not a horror film. It's one of the fucking scariest movies ever made. It is. People but... don't give, people don't give Spielberg enough credit for two of the most, uh, I don't know, gateway horrors, I would call them like Jaws, yeah. Jaws and Poltergeist are both Absolutely. films gateway. that they're not necessarily horrors but mm-hmm. they are horrible enough that you have a child that disappears that scares the life out of the family then you have that big white fog thing that uh, anyway <laughs> um and then with jaws <laughs> it could really happen so you yeah. have that element of yeah. they i don't remember a film prior to jaws that made you sit back and go oh, that could really happen. I don't think I want to go in there. And then you realise mm-hmm. that it, everybody's got a sea somewhere. So they're going to go into the sea, you know, or, the, or there's possibility of shark being in the water. And you're just like, no. Yeah. No, that's I think what... living next to the, uh, being a seaside, sea, seaside city as well, where we had, we've got a number of beaches as well. And that's where we, your parents used to take you during your summer holidays to try and just get a break from you and stuff like that. But it didn't help as well. Like Fuck one off of the, in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> one, of the, one of the school trips as well. Cause we've got like, we used to have like, it's, it's a little bit now, but we used to have like, like quite a big fishing area and used to, and, mm. the, and the school trips took us to the docks to see the fish fishermen and see what they did. It was, it was a strange school. Now, what um, school was this? <laughs> It was, it was it was called DM Dot at the time, but it was in Roker, so it was it was it was it was a primary school. Um, but one of the fishing boats actually had a shark's head on it. It said, "Oh, we caught a shark uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, or a few, and they've kept the head." And that was just like say that wow. just cemented in my thing saying, "Shit, yeah, that did." It's it. Jaws. It was only a little, like it wasn't like a great white or anything. Like yeah. it must have been just like a Baskin or something like that. But I was like, "There's a shark in the fucking water where I'm, where my mum wants us to go. You can yeah. fuck off. No, yeah. not a fucking chance." But to me, when you were talking about like real life, like that is like something that could mm. happen. That's what always scares me about horror. Like yeah. I'm, I was scared of Hannibal Lecter because they, there are people who do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that, that. Not that I'm saying I'm going to come across any fucking cannibals anytime soon, but you never they know. are. 
they are there they they do they <laughs> yes, exist they um, and real life horror scares me so jaws i watched jaws when i was 16 so i know i'd been going to florida for about two years before that like and i'd been on the jaws ride and it didn't nothing fit like it didn't bother us because it's just a you know, right in the water. Ooh, big shock. And um, wasn't until I came back, my mum was, my mum made us watch it when I was 16 because I had to experience it. And I'm not going to lie. I sat there like kind of, you know, you just move about a lot because you're really <laughs> uncomfortable. Just, just yeah, fidgety. just like fidgeting a lot. I found myself doing that a lot during that, but it was, it's such a fantastic, fantastic movie and something that I have berated my sister for today because she has still not seen it. Not good enough. No, no it's better. terrible. She's not come back on the podcast till she has seen it. So there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yes, that's my first pick there. That like, ever get the shark one out of the way. Such a such strong first picks. I like it. Cool. Go on, so- Dan. <laughs> right. This one's heavy. I will give it. It, it is a heavy one. Right. Right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Brace yeah. yourselves. Right. Okay. The ending of mm-hmm. the mist. That's, <gasps> all, that's that's my pick as well. So yeah. Is it? Oh, <laughs> you've got a joint pick, then, guys. Well, I can pick another one if you want. And you no, no, go for it. it. No, it's fine. No, don't no, worry. No, we we don't. We we just allow it to run. <laughs> I often think, you know, well, it's common knowledge that Stephen King gets a terrible rap for his endings. Yes, it mm. is common. I mean, even he jokes about it in uh, it too, doesn't it's, he? Yeah. <laughs> but this ending was by far chef's kiss for a, a Stephen King ending because yeah. oh, you didn't have to do it. No. no. It didn't have to kill Andrea and Dale. And, no. and the little one. And the little one. <laughs> Are you calling them their walking dead names? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> he didn't need to kill him. And 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 like that that second when you watch it on his face, mm-hmm. when it dawns on him where the, the, the fog, the mist clears, and you can see the army come in out mm-hmm. on the tanks and the big cars, and it, it, you just see Thomas Jane's face just go, like, from absolute, like, just grief that he's killed his kid, but then this whole le- other level of... Horror. Re- yeah, because he realised if he'd have just waited 30 seconds, yeah. he would have been it would have been fine, he wouldn't have had to have done it. So he's got the realisation that he's just murdered three people. <laughs> And he's he's he didn't need to, and no. ooh, that was yeah. that was like one of those things. The first time I saw it, I sat there and I was just like, "Yeah, no," because it's one of them things. I think the movie didn't do too well at the no. cinema, but no, it came it out and it did fab- amazingly well on like like on DVD. But it's I think it's similar to like the the Sixth Sense. It, it got spoiled for a lot of people who watched it because. Everyone wanted to talk about the ending rather than yeah. the movie. Yeah. This, let's be honest, there's some ropey CGI in it. Like when oh, you yeah. when you see the monsters, but the characters in it, like they've, they've got proper people that you that you do hate and mm. like and stuff like that. And with it being in America, the the Bible Belt as well. And like say, just watching um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Sam, it's got Captain Raymond yeah. Holt. Uh, as a bit of an arsehole in as well. Oh so. my god! Do you know the funny? The funny thing is, I've never actually seen the mist. Mm-hmm. And it's only because if you go on any watch mojo list of like, and death is a thing for me, and mm-hmm. I will watch lists of of TV deaths, movie deaths, real life deaths. I'll watch them all, and, and the mist has come up so many times that I I 
don't need to watch it now because I don't need to. I don't need to be attached to them people that were in that car. I don't need I, that in my life. A lot of it as well, though. If you watch the whole film, it, it's mm-hmm. like a, a lesson in people watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're to some extent you're a bit of a voyeur during that mm-hmm. film because you're watching the dynamic of what you think how people would behave versus how they should behave. And I'm yeah. not talking in like the, the Walking Dead scenario or, you mm-hmm. know, all these uh, post-apocalyptic show type things. This was like the realisation that these bunch of people that mm-hmm. would be next to each other in the line and would never know each other in a million years shopping in the mm-hmm. same shop time and time again mm-hmm. have have these backstories. And my favourite bit to this day is where they lob a can at that woman. Yes. You know, <laughs> He literally, he, there's this one woman who I can't for the life of me remember her name, but I'm going to call her Karen. Might have been Karen. Yeah. Um, and she's like a, a preachy Bible. Good, she do good. Has, she got a, has she got a really southern accent? Like really southern. Yeah, she's talking about how uh, this is all the sinner's fault and yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, and... I think I think I know who she is. I have seen clips of them in the store. Yeah. I think it's the mom from Whippet. And she hasn't been in a few SVUs before. You might she, be right. Mm. she um it's just the bit where it, like she starts to try and lead a revolt and get everybody praying and then mm. one of them just throws a can of peaches or something at her head and <laughs> and i'm like that would hurt that would yeah. seriously like <laughs> knock you out it would like fracture your skull and she's standing there going i think this way i, I do enjoy because it's as you said it, it is like a people watching or watching human psyche type thing mm. and how like you put in an impossible situation, what your mental state would be, and how you would turn mm. and and turn on your fellow, like like your neighbours and stuff like that. Um, but the ending, it is truly one. And I, I know he does get a lot of shit because he has done a lot of shit films, but he's done a lot of good things. Oh, yeah. Th- Thomas Jamie in that film, his mm. performance, like makes like, his realization of what he's just done, mm. it That's breaks scream. every fiber of your heart as well. That was why it was on mine, just because when you think about it, like if you put yourself in his position, like how it, it just it's unfathomable. Like I don't what would have. Yeah. That's the thing I don't want to. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to watch it for, because I don't want to be attached to them people who are in that car. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know them. I know what he's done. <laughs> and but, I know what happens next. <laughs> I think it's like the son, because he spends all the film trying to protect his son from everything that's going on. And then he sacrifices his son because he doesn't want it to be eaten, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, say, I think it just resonates so much, just because... Mm. Mm. It's basically like a normal guy trying to do the right thing and just fucking up so, so badly. And it's it's just heartbreaking in every single like aspect. And that's why, I, like I say, I always think of that in as well, just because I'll, I, if you take that ending out, it's a good it's a good movie. But you put the ending in, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good way of describing it. That actually might make us want to go and watch it if he's putting it in that aspect. But I've seen it so many times that ending when he gets out the car <laughs> and the headlights are there. It's horrible. It's, yeah, yeah, it's something. This is like the first time we've all been kind of lost for words when it's like, yep. Uh-huh, but that's, that's the thing because you can never explain or like, express because to put yourself in that position, uh, 
to be fair, you would probably shoot yourself if you like if you th- try to think That's too hard. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm the way that I'm the way that I'm thinking right now, if that was me and I've just carried out what he's done, I get out the car, I see mm-hmm. that there's help on its way, the army's showed up. That's it. I'm out. Yeah, it's over. Game over. I'm mm-hmm. not getting over this. No. Like, there's not enough. There's not enough therapy in the world that can get me over what has just taken place. That's it. Game over. <clears throat> I'd throw myself in front of one of the the tanks or something. Yeah, and just get that mm-hmm. done. Dusted. Game over. Done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm not. I wonder if they that. could make a sequel to this, like to say like what happened afterwards, or to to give you an, like what happened to his life afterwards. <laughs> it would be so... really, really fucking awful. <laughs> like I said. A drug addled, um, like say, just him looking at ways of trying to figure out why it's happened because it's, it was never explained why these monsters or anything just appeared as well. That's one of the things I did like about it about the not the expert because it, it sometimes, like say, the movies like that, they'll try and explain it away like with the most irrational or stupid thing. It was just like this mist turned up, monsters are here, we don't know what the fuck's happening. I think they, That's I think much. in the short story, they they explained it as, um. Like a, a a dimensional rift or mm-hmm. something. It was something along the lines of that. But they right. didn't, like you say, they didn't go into detail. It was just like this happened. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Yeah, and that is no, that so... is so rare for King because he could over describe the fucking shit out of everything. <laughs> so that is quite refreshing that it's not. And it's the set like we don't have to. We don't have to have an explanation. They're just fucking there. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> so, so that's mine and uh, Dan's second pick all in one there. Okay. So, okay. So, sorry. So, yes. I have a feeling that people might have known this one's going to be on my list. And this is one of this is Was not it the just marshmallow a... man? Ah, that's so cool. I never even thought of that. No, this is from the other film. Um mm-hmm. this this is not just a death, this is a fucking badass death by a badass actor who has been killed so many fucking times on screen, we're starting to wonder, do the studios just want to kill him off? Is that is that what they're looking for? But it is, um, it's Boromir's death in Lord of the Rings. Right. Sure, I've got Sean Bean as my honorary mention on here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing when I was doing a bit of homework and it said that he has been killed on screen 25 times. But he is not the most on no. or the actor for the most on screen deaths. That honour goes to Christopher Lee. 70 on-screen deaths. Oh, my God. And my mum just turned, when I told me mum that, she went, well, yeah, he got stabbed a lot. He was Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Carol. But Boromir is, it's just the coolest fucking death. Like, because he has these bit weak moment of, I want the ring, but I don't want the ring. Oh, I'm going to go and take the ring. Oh, no, Frodo, I'm really, really sorry. Boom, arrow. Yeah. Another one. Another one. Fucker takes down it's three arrows mm-hmm. in the chest and he's still fighting. See, it's a film that goes on too long and it's an overlong death. <laughs> so it's perfect. <laughs> them's, a, them's a fighting words, they are. Jeez. Oh, we've had oh. we've had many a words when it comes to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I am not a fan of the walking, shall we say. <laughs> he is not a fan of the rings. Um, but I very much am. And this was when I was thinking of death, like Boromir just came to like forefront of my mind. I was like, because I just remember watching it going, fuck me, you are the coolest. You really <laughs> are, Sean Bean, the coolest person in the world right now. Because that death was amazing. 
the fact that he got to he got a he got to have his closure mm-hmm. with um oh my god his Frodo. name is complete no not Frodo. <laughs> Um, his Aragorn. brother, yeah. Aragorn. Oh. oh no, he didn't even get that with Faramir. Oh no, he but didn't, who, did he? Who with Faramir? Um, but yeah, he got to have his his bit with Aragon because he said, you know, the her Gondor and all this shit, and they got that closure. But I just think it's such a badass death. Three mm-hmm. arrows, man. Three arrows and a fucking. I think they weren't just normal arrows stuff. though, as well. They were the like fucking monster size arrows as well. They were well, like made the, by orcs. The, they were the biggest blackest arrows you could ever have as well yeah <laughs> yeah they were made by orcs and i don't think they understand size well, so they weren't orcs though they, they weren't the orcs though they, they were Uri-Kai. 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 yes Uri-Kai. i, I apologize we'll have to get our, look at our terminology right for the lord of the ring nerds out there they'll come for us <laughs> the God, elf eared bastards don't let them come for us <laughs> sorry most of them are hobbits anyway they can't even get past your knees <laughs> Stop um, talking about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's his death's just fantastic. There's nothing like there's nothing like I, I'm not sad about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's more satisfying than anything else. But I really love that takedown, the fighting, the mm-hmm. fact that he got to have his bit farewell and for, for Gondor with Aragon. Um, it's just such fan- fantastic. Death. The only thing again. I think, as you said, it is a, a great scene, and like I know I'm shitting on Lord of the Rings. I'm only joking, but it, like visually, it's great. It, only thing that did put us off, and I went to see the cinema. I got really bad uh, travel uh, motion sickness during this scene because mm. they did the overhead camera like scene when they were like all the orcs yeah. and the orcs fighting and coming down, and it was just like I, I did actually feel a bit blur at, at the time because it was just like like almost like. Um, Saving Private Ryan at the, at the time, like where all the motion sickness oh, and that, everything was that, kicking off and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that opening scene with Saving Private Ryan is the reason I can't watch that film again. I can't sit and go through that because I move with them and you move with the camera. And I mm-hmm. I totally get what you mean by that. Um, yeah. I just love it so much. <laughs> I just had to mention it on this list because it's... I just I remember I saw it in the pictures and I just thought, you fucking... You, you go, mm-hmm. Sean. You go, Sean Bean. But this was at a time when I don't even think I realised it, like, or knew the whole, you know, Sean Bean always gets killed. It yeah. wasn't until around our Game of Thrones time and I was like, oh, Sean Bean. Oh, my God, Sean Bean's been killed. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> what was it? I think, like, see, I remember seeing him in a film he didn't die. And was it when Saturday comes and he played a footballer? I think that was it. Oh my yeah. god, I, I know which one you mean. Um, But there was a TV series we watched about um cars and racing and such it was on it was on it was like a sky program and we're watching it with him in and i'm like we got to the end like the last episode and he was still alive and he I didn't like, die in sharp did he as well oh, did he, he survived in sharp i think bastard <laughs> bastard. bastard i have watched that video so many times of the compilation of him going yeah bastard, bastard. <laughs> do it for yorkshire do it for yorkshire <laughs> Even though he's from Sheffield, um, that, is, that is Yorkshire. Still, <laughs> um, but knowing that series, we got to the last episode, and Sean Bean is still alive. And me and him are like, "What's going? Like, bloody hell! Are we going to do it?" Final scene killed. <laughs> so yeah, my number two pick is Boromir. Boromir. So oh well, we've got a Lord of the Rings one in there somehow. It's a yeah. shame I can't get a Goonies reference in because no one died in the Goonies. Well, I really. <laughs> Uh, he was dead beforehand. You didn't say the death. Just a copper pot. He's, again, you didn't say the death. 
So just, uh, if they do a prequel and do do Chester Copperpot's like pre like life and life, that'd be so cool. <laughs> the original Goonie Ch- Chester Copperpot. Um, <laughs> Dave, if if Dave Dent's watching, get, that's a mo- movie we can make, sir. We can do this. Uh, <laughs> Don't get him involved, honestly. Jeez. So yeah, so 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 we're back to Dana now for a yes. third pick. Oh, third oh pick, God, right? Um, right, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go because I put a thing out on my page earlier today to say what what are yours, and mm-hmm. someone came up with one that I hadn't even thought of in a million years, and I went back and I watched the clip of the death on YouTube, and holy shit, <laughs> that's messed up. Um, <laughs> well, it's. Emile's death in RoboCop. So, oh yes. So, Emile, for you, anybody that hasn't seen it, it, Emile is a bad guy. He's one of the henchmen to the big bad, or yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's just a cocky shit all the way through it. Yeah. And the the culmination of his death is, I think it's toxic waste or acid or something he crashes it into. We yeah, call it toxic waste. Toxic, toxic, yeah. We call it the toxic yeah. Avenger death. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> To this day, that special effects m- makeup wow. they did on him was like unlike anything I've ever seen. Like the melting skin, the boils popping, the like mm-hmm. eye, it, everything. And then mm-hmm. when he runs out to his mate and he goes, help me. And he goes, ew, get away from me. It's just mm-hmm. like he was melting even more. And then he sort of limps out and he's all like, Ugh, and then he gets hit by a car. And, and he just explodes after that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> because he has dynamite inside him, yes. Because <laughs> but, uh... we all do, apparently. Well, it was a Paul Verhoeven movie, so of course there was going to be explosions, yes, dear. Um, but that yeah. one was... What yeah. is that? Explosions. <laughs> that, one, that one was thanks to Paul Prowse, if I remember his name rightly. So I just want to say thanks to Paul for that one, because... Mm-hmm. Holy shit, yes, that was disgusting. And still, yeah. it had that gross factor that, like you say... Nothing has to make you feel anything. Some things mm. can just make you laugh. Be, but yeah. this one was just like the whole way through, you're going, how the hell did they do that with the special effects? How mm-hmm. did they make him look so... I think like, it was just poured liquid latex on it at the time. And waited, like as it was setting, it was just like dripping down. and stuff. But I think that was banned on TV for <laughs> yeah. a while. Oh, it, that it, had to have been. You could see it on... It was, it was, it was cut out the TV version, but it was actually in... The video version because right. I think Robocop one was in eighteen, but Robocop two was a, a fifteen, I believe. Oh um, my god! But um, like I said, because um, I, I know that did the movies that made made us, um, yeah. and they did a Robocop version. And watching the behind the scenes for Robocop, fucking hell! Mm. It was just chaos. I don't know how that film got made, but nope. it's, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I didn't even that, think about that one. That one's just blown my mind. No, yeah, that's, it's, it's horrific. That <laughs> has been on the radar today. When I've been out with um, my family for dinner today to finish mm. off the celebrations of my sister's wedding, and I brought it up in conversation, and my brother-in-law mentioned it, and then my husband mentioned it, and then we just got on a full conversation about this scene, and my mom is like, not into it at all. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I absolutely adore the first one, but I've never seen the second one. I've never, but Anne says, it's, it's, Anne says it's not bad at all. He really no. enjoyed it. But the yeah. third one was shit. Yeah. But I don't think that's got the, uh, is it Peter Weller? Paul Weller? I can't never remember his name. Peter. Uh, Peter Weller. 
Hello, Peter Weller. Weller, that's it. I don't yeah. think it's got him in it. But that scene is that scene is like for me, I want to know how it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not bothered that it's happening. I'm like, how did they do that? So Yeah, I so, mean the guy sorry. doesn't get enough rep for, for the acting on that as well though, mm. because it's like you you've just been thrown into toxic waste, you're burning from the outside in, you're trying to walk whilst your skin is literally falling off your body you're asking for help and they're like get away from it <laughs> yeah like, like that's not the reaction you expect from your, your hench crew is it <laughs> like ew no I think, I think the guy who played it he was like a notorious like a bad guy you know and loads of 80 yeah. films and stuff yeah. like that he's like been, been through he's one of those actors that you've always seen him in a movie but you don't actually yeah. know his name so is that your third pick or is that the one that you're picking from the page there that was I um um I'll call it my third pick and I'll say it's okay. the page pick. Cool. No, that's cool. fine. I d- I didn't want you to lose out a pick there because I, 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 I I've got another page pick that someone said, so I'll save that for later just in case we yeah. we clash. So. Cool. But that's an an amazing pick though. I forgot all about it, but because there's so many interesting deaths in RoboCop, like the actual death of um murphy himself like when they're blowing them apart like literally taking them apart by piece by piece that's like unbelievable and then there's like the whole can you fly bobby and getting thrown out the back of the car and stuff like that um it's just like absolutely lunacy like say the violence in this movie and how they got away with a lot of it but yeah um that toxic waste scene is just one of the most uh horrific scenes of thing but i think yeah, when you said how they did it, I think when I watched it back, they literally just poured liquid latex on him and seeing how it flowed on him and stuff like that. And then, let's record this now. <laughs> Get it now! <laughs> In case his skin actually falls off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to watch Robo. I'm going to watch so many films yeah. after tonight now. <laughs> I get every time, every time we do something, I'm like, that's what I'm going to watch when I come off again. <laughs> yeah. But I've not watched uh, Robocop in years. It, it, it's a ch- After they've done the remake, that kind of put us off it a little bit. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, so Sammy's third pick there. Right. My third one is probably the most iconic death scenes in cinema history. It is um, fucking fantastic. And it made me scared of showers for a really long fucking time. It's mm-hmm. Janet Lee in Psycho. I nearly had this one. I nearly had this one, but I took it off. I have the lovely Miss Lee staring at me on the wall in absolute horror. And I didn't even think of that until the last minute. Right. I didn't even think until the last minute. And then I was like, holy shit, fucking Psycho. Psycho is, I am a huge Hitchcock fan and it all starts from my love of Psycho. And it was when I went to the Universal Studios, they had like a backlot thing yeah, mm-hmm. and it was a Hitchcock experience and it was dated. It was all, you could tell it was on the way out, but I lived for that experience. And um, I am just heartbroken that I never bought, that, I, that I, I didn't have the foresight to think this merchandise is going to be worth a lot of fucking money because it's going to be so fucking rare because it had Bates Motel towels, mm-hmm. robes, slippers, soaps, toothbrush. Do you know what I mean? Like these things mm-hmm. that would become really rare, but Psycho is oh, it's such a film. And to, it's the, it, I mean, it has a lot of resemblance to Scream. I know, way, Scre- where... yeah, Scre- Scream took the influence from Psycho type thing mm-hmm. and the old switching bits, get the big actor in. 
think yeah. she's going to be the star. And then and just, no. She's not. She's not. She's gone. <laughs> but Marion isn't. Do you know what, though? For all like the, the scene, like it's horrific. Marion is not a nice person. No, she's a <laughs> shitbag. She's, she's an absolute <laughs> shitbag. Yeah, she really is. I'm not saying she deserved to die in a shower, yeah. but mm-hmm. she's yeah. not a great. She's only there. Because she stole a shitload of money from her boss so she could run off with her lover who was married. Yeah. Like, she is not the greatest person. <laughs> but she does end up in the most... She does end up dying in the most horrific manner and also dumped into a swamp. Hmm. So... I, I do think, again, like, similar to, the like, my first pick, the music elements plays a big part in this as well. And... Like I say, the fact that this was shot in black and white mm. had more of an impact in a way. Because people say, yeah. oh, like you see blood and guts and like can mess you up. But no, this was more scary because of the subtleties in it as well. Yeah. You just all you saw was the the, the knife stroke down. You've got to remember at the time, this was the sixties. Was it the sixties or fifties? I yeah, can't remember. Six, I think it was sixties. Sixty I think it was nineteen sixty. And this you know, the, the studio had a pull on everything and they would rip everything to pieces. You couldn't, like, they couldn't even show the toilet. There was certain yeah. things in the toilet that couldn't show. Like, that's how, but Hitchcock could not give a shit. I used to have a book on the making of of his movies and the, the cycle, the, the scene, the shower scene in Cycle was so interesting to us because of how he cut it, how many shots he did, how many times that woman had to scream. Like, And she has one of the most iconic screams that at the end when is a Vera, oh God, I can't remember her name, Vera Miller, Vera Lee or something like that. She when When she pulls Mrs. Bates around and she pulls herself back and screams, that's Janet Lee. That's not her scream, because that's how iconic it was. But the the shower scene itself is terrifying. The fact that you've got forget forget the the screeching sound when the knife comes in. All you've got is a woman taking a shower. You mm-hmm. get you get like a, a angle around her to where it stops, and you see that shadow coming yeah. further and getting closer and closer and closer to the rips. Oh my god, it is terrifying but yeah marion wasn't the greatest <laughs> someone just asked you know the shower saying the what did they use for the blood was it because someone said it was uh chocolate syrup i thought it was ketchup it was cho- no it was chocolate sauce Cho- chocolate sauce yeah it was chocolate sauce because brown showed up it, the brown showed up more like dark blood mm-hmm. than ketchup because the ketchup just watered down mm-hmm so when it hits the water, it just yeah. it just goes into the consistency of it goes into nothing. Whereas right. chocolate sauce has a thicker consistency, so when the water hits it, it's yeah. not just disintegrating straight away, and mm-hmm. the color of it as well. Um, but yeah, it was chocolate sauce. No, that's um, fine. I, I always thought it was ketchup. That's why I was just like, um, I knew you would have probably known more than me. But yeah, I someone do, said, and everyone's just getting to see my legs. I do apologize. It's fine. <laughs> no one could see it as well. I've cut that bit out. It's fine. Oh, that's all right. So nobody saw my legs. Yeah, Great stuff. Sam's got I... knee pants on again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't go on about the Vince Vaughn mate remake. Oh, did. Oh, nope. Yeah, I did. It didn't the happen. Shot, Dan. The shot for <laughs> shot nonsense that was the Vince Vaughn. Was it Anne Hesh? Yeah, I think Anne it, Hesh. Was, yeah. it was Anne Hesh. It was oh god, who directed it? It, it was absolutely shocking, Plus and that should never have happened. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. That's <laughs> the thing. I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah, to like, that. I, like to not acknowledge it, but that must have been a weird decision. Like I can understand remaking Psycho, 
doing your own sort almost like as you said the Bates Motel TV show that we got but yeah. doing it word for word shot for shot exactly the same lazy and yeah that's probably the word I would use lazy it just, <laughs> yeah, lazy. It just doesn't seem to be um... you, you, your groundwork is already laid out for you by a master of cinema and mm-hmm. you're just going to go in there and do exactly what he did you're not even going to put your own spin on it mm-hmm. and just make it your own put your signature in there it's lazy I was mm-hmm. so fucked off I wasn't bothered about and here's actually playing um Playing Marion Crane because the look it wasn't too far. Like, it wasn't that bad. They like, got I don't have no I don't actually have an opinion on any issue. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. It's Norman Bates. What's the, the actual fuck? The <laughs> thing that gets me with the Vince Vaughn choice was at the time, I think he was mainly comedy cast at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this was the first role I'd seen him where he was Bit substance. Yeah. yeah. And um it would it just didn't work. It not, no. did not work. He's, but then you see him now in some of the stuff he does. Uh, one of them was, I can't remember the name of the film, but he was a prisoner um, and he had a shaved head and he'd mm-hmm. done something. And he actually does serious so well now, but yeah. that's come with experience. But I, think, I don't... Yeah, I think the whole um, Anthony, well, the Norman Bates character is supposed to be meek, mild-mannered. Sca- like, yes. like, like you, would, you wouldn't that... notice him if you walked down the street. Yeah. Well, Vince Vaughn's a six-foot-seven giant <laughs> yeah. of a man That's that a, would terrify you. Know, that, <laughs> that was the a point I was going to get into next. It was the casting of it. Like, Anthony Perkins is perfect yeah. because he's he's got a kind nature, a kind face, and a, like a, a very small build. And that was what was more terrifying about Norman Bates was that all mm-hmm. these, all these attributes led into who he was, um, mm-hmm. or what what he created in his own head. Vince Vaughn is a fucking giant. He is yeah. a monster of a man. I, I'm going to believe that he can fucking murder somebody. I'm going to believe that he can carry them off and dump them in a swamp. Yeah, I don't believe that Anthony Perkins would have done that. Until the reveal at the end, which to this day still scares the shit out of my sister. Like generally scares the shit out of her. Where the reveal happens in the prison and you see the the mother's face going over his. Mm -hmm. Fucking hates it. And we'll not talk about the the numerous sequels that just made no sense as well. But Oh no, don't no, no. I'm sorry. I will I will defend um Psycho Four is probably one of the best psycho sequels going. It ex I think it's fucking fantastic where he's where he's He's on the radio station mm-hmm. and he's talking, he's talking everything through. I think it's such a great psychology lesson when it comes to that to, comes to him. I fucking, I will defend that film. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought Anthony Perkins was fantastic. The radio um, presenter who is, she's one of those actresses who is in a lot of stuff, but I couldn't tell you who she is. <laughs> I think she was an episode of Supernatural as well, I think. But yes, she's been in so much, but yeah, I, Psycho 4 is great. But Marion Crane's death was even better. <laughs> cool. I, I thought Psycho might be on your pick. So you've 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 set the bar. You've said that's the most iconic cinema death in so. history. Is that what you're saying? I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna stand by that. I fucking stand by I'll, that. I'll, okay. I'm gonna stand by I, that. I'm, I'm gonna do a little speech here then. So see if I can do it justice. Because to me, might not be the greatest death scene in cinema. It's certainly the greatest death in sci-fi. Oh, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of o- o- Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the 
Tanahasser Gate, all those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Time to die. I Roy Buddies. Give... <laughs> I, is... will, I will give you mm-hmm. that that quote is an iconic death quote. Mm-hmm. That was an iconic death scene. Well, I love this but scene. I love that line, though. Yeah. Not just because of the, the line, just the whole build up to this. Yeah. Wait. I... It... Oh, mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, go for it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's like he spends the entire film. Mm-hmm. Hammer and tong. That's his one purpose. He's got to do this. He's got to get to to Harrison Ford. He's got to do this thing, and then he mm-hmm. just goes, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And then the dove flies away. Yes, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I get it, and mm-hmm. and it was it was a beautiful speech, and that mm-hmm. film will forever not be beaten for the opening shots, the mm-hmm. the replicants, the whole idea of I. I think that film has been copied so many times without you even knowing it's been copied. Yeah. Through through the ideas like you know, like the like the replicants, like everything mm-hmm. that you know, the the shot for shot, the mm-hmm. just the ideas of things. Well, to be fair, the Batman film that we got was pretty much like a Batman version of Blade Runner in a way, like the shots and oh. visuals and like even like the film noir aspect. Um, it still has like as you said impacts and resonates with so many different sci-fi out there mm, yeah but i just like i loved as you said i love that aspect to it where it's like roy's a machine that's just got destruction and he's he's got one purpose and he's one at the end is one because harrison ford is dead harrison ford can't beat roy fucking spoilers man I've not seen it. I'm gonna go. <laughs> and um, like, see, Decker is is on the edge of the uh, the building. He's about to fall, and Roy grabs him, pulls him up, gives him that speech, and then he knows it's his time, like, to go. And it it's just, I think, poetically and visually, it's just like it it, it hits us hard. And when I watched it the first time, I was mesmerized by it. And mesmerized yeah. by the movie, like I even I even like the the, the sequel, because the sequel gets a lot of people confused and stuff. Like it's not on par with Blade Runner. Like say, this was ahead of its time so much. I think this came out in nineteen eighty two, the year I was born. So, yeah. um, like say, and we've had I think about was it six or seven different directors' cuts as well. Um, I remember you telling us about that. Um, but, we were talking about this the other night. This film. Mm-hmm. Me and Michaela are having a very in-depth conversation about Blade Runner. And Michaela always, and I, I think I get what she means. People love this movie for the aesthetic. It's mm-hmm. not the story. It's not the characters. It's the actual aesthetic and the way that, and their light, their, their living life. Like how I don't they know. Daryl Hannah life. is hot as fuck in this film. Sorry. <laughs> no, she really is. I've, I've seen pictures of yeah. her. For yeah. all of, do you know, it's one of my mum's favourites. She yeah. fucking loves Blade Runner. And See, that's why that's why me and your mum need to meet up and have a talk, so that's fine. Well, Daryl, <laughs> Hannah, Daryl Hannah actually broke her elbow in that scene. You know the mm-hmm. scene where she goes flying into the, I want to say, uh, broken down one of the, the like, yeah, like one of the ship's cars, whatever you want to call them. She mm-hmm. goes 
she literally comes thundering down, smashes her elbow, and she shatters it in three places in real life. And then she still manages to finish the scene and and then goes to the hospital. But she broke hard as fuck. All down here. (laughs) Messed that up. Well, this was probably the one that was my first pick when I thought about like famous deaths. I just thought death scenes, and I was like, this one just, like, say, I, I, I remember it being as a kid, and I remember watching it, like, say, watching it back, because I've done similar, similar to what Dan's done. I've went back and watched a few of the deaths and laughed yeah. a bit. Um, well, this one kind <laughs> of... a bit. Because <laughs> um, if you watch the full scene play out, it's not just the speech. Like, it's the whole interaction with him and, like, Decker. And as you said, Decker's just a broken man at this point. He's... Mm. Because I know the whole like is he or isn't he a replicant as well? Does that that argument will play out as to the end of time? Um, but I just think it's just like a beautifully seen with them to Rugger Howard and Harrison Ford, who I don't think two other actors could do it as well as they had done it. It is. I'll give it its its iconic status because it is one character death that gets celebrated every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, the day of his death. I see shitloads of posts of Tears in the Rain. Yeah. Because apparently the date is on there. So you know what date it is. I can have no idea. But I have seen loads of posts on his death date. <laughs> so I'll give that iconic status. Yes. As cool pick. <laughs> cool. So, Dan, are we going to the gory side now? Are we yet? <laughs> yes. My next one of. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's another page pick, so I'm going to butcher it now because Martin is Swedish, and mm. Martin, I'm not going. I'm going to get this completely wrong, so I apologise. Um, it is the scene in Midsummer called the Atashupa. Fuck yes, yes. And, oh, I love uh, the fact that we're talking about this. And now I didn't enjoy the oh, film yeah. as a whole. I enjoyed it in parts. Yes. Um. I don't think you meant to enjoy that. the film. That makes no, sense. I don't think you meant to. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I always find Ari Aster's films to be very intelligent, intense. very in-depth, and very intense. And I cannot hold an hour and a half of being like, I can't do it. I yeah. need to have the, the flows. <laughs> but um, Midsummer, I felt so sorry <laughs> for, um, oh God, I've gone blank on her name. Lawrence Pugh. Florence. I was going to call her Flo, and then I thought, no, is that right? Yeah, Florence. She probably gets Flo, let's be honest. The sheer <laughs> amount of crying she had to do, but that's mm. not the point. The point is the death, and the death yeah. of the way that the pagan, I presume it's like the pagan lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old couple can no longer contribute to the um, the family, the um, the village uh, because they're too old so they're just eating the food that they're making um, and they're having so they cannot give anything back so it comes to a point in their their life where they go right okay I can't help no longer I'm just draining what other people need so I will now go and mm-hmm. take my life <laughs> and uh, they get treated like royalty they have a final meal with their family they get carried up a mountain mm-hmm. um, then they have to pay their respects to whatever the god is that they they worship or whatever it is that they worship and then they yeet themselves off a cliff now the first i will say out of the two that the woman and the man went the woman's got me worse than the man's because you saw her face come off peel Mm -hmm. back and there was 
nothing blood <laughs> and uh, uh, and then you see about a five second clip of her laying there and all you see is just a bottom jaw. There is nothing left, just a bottom jaw. I have gone incredibly funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he does it, he doesn't, he doesn't, she jumps like that, basically. He jumps like this. Yeah. So when he hits the floor, he breaks his leg, but he's still mm-hmm. alive. So his family then have to come over with a mallet yeah. and kill him because yeah. he still survived. Now, None of those people queuing up to bash him on the knob, on on the head, had any idea. You know, they had no emotion about the thing because it was simply that this mm-hmm. had to be done, and this is the way. To yeah. quote the Mandalorian, but you know, <laughs> it, and and there was something so unsettling, but yet perfectly, it made perfect sense that yeah. if they could mm-hmm. no longer contribute, then and mm-hmm. they were being a drain, then. What was their purpose of being there? If they couldn't forage for themselves, if they can't um, cook for themselves, if they can't do anything like that, yeah. um, it makes practical sense in the in the in the sense mm. of the the, the the environment. But for the bigger picture, they yeah. were they needed to go. Yeah. yeah, but then when you saw it and you saw how savage it was, it was just yeah. like, couldn't you give them a gun? I, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> jumping off a cliff seems quite. They were okay. so peaceful. Yeah, give me some pain relief or something like that as well, so they don't. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> just something to to numb it a bit. That movie is the is probably one of a couple that has made me feel so uncomfortable. Mm. And Ari Aster is incredible at making you feel uncomfortable, uneasy. Like you can't, you you're not allowed to sit still. Yeah. in one just, of his movies, I just, made the myth. I made the mistake when because I didn't see it at the cinema. I downloaded it on uh, stream and so I illegally watched it. <laughs> Um, I didn't realise there was a director's cut. Okay. And, so, and it's a longer version. <laughs> so we downloaded, like, I think the one we watched was over two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So we were like, um, as, as Dan said, it was going, this is intense, intense, intense. Mm-hmm. When's it going to end? Please be this fucking end. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't. It's not. It's... No. Until the very last scene when she cracks that smile. Yeah. That is the only time you get to go. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, yeah. There is so many. There is so many deaths in this that you could yeah. pick, but mm-hmm. that is probably the brutalist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, it was just the sheer peacefulness yeah. about the fact that they were about to kill themselves yeah. with no pain relief, no prior bonk, bonk on the nonce, no nothing like that. They were just literally going to go peacefully throw themselves off and we get to see the horrific aftermath it it was the fact that i didn't think they'd show Mm. them hitting the floor yeah um because you know i didn't think it was going to be a horror i thought it would be a psychological mind fuck fucking Mm -hmm. oh ari you know like he he tends to to have that like i say that sort of intelligent clears clears with your head a bit type yeah how does he um, He's fucking brilliant at it. But I think it was the colours that we used that that brought me as well because like they were very like when white pale mm. and like the cliffs that were jumping off were very like sandy colours and yeah. like very thick pale. But as soon as they hit the the red, like the sheer redness that like the explosions of like mm. came out for the blood spatters was just mesmerising. You could like it was one thing to it's like a car crash. You don't want to look at it, but you can't look away but type you, thing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. The, the for 
for a movie that is sort of as dark as it is mm. and a subject matter that is dark as it is, the cinematography is incredibly Amazing. bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of darkness in this movie. No, it's everything's kind of a lot out, a lot of daylight, mm-hmm. um, which is quite even more unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> when because well, no, because if you when you think of things that is going to go wrong, you assume they're going to happen at night. Shit yeah. was happening during the fucking day. <laughs> that doesn't happen in horror, <laughs> and that's that's why I think Ariaster's films are intelligent because he takes the opposite. If he knows he's going to make a film that's about a girl whose sister died, uh, took her own life, and and. She, I think her mum did her mum and dad die as well in that. Yeah, I, can't I think she remember. had yeah. like literally nobody. Yeah, she was left with so nobody. She was a perfect candidate. And so she had him, and he mm-hmm. was a piece of shit as well. Okay, and yeah. you were on that sort of plane with her from the beginning, and you were all she did was cry for the first half hour. So mm-hmm. you were like emotionally exhausted from going through that with her for the whole half an hour, and then you see all the flowers and the white and the green, and mm. you think, oh, this is nice. Crazy. But then you knew. No, mm-hmm. this isn't no. nice. <laughs> no. yeah. This this doesn't feel nice. It feels they all were very blank. They were all very whilst they were welcoming to a degree, they just didn't have that genuine it emotion. A, it was there was, there was a lot of fakeness yeah. type oh, thing okay. towards it, yes. That like, yeah. like, like a facade, if that, it, that's yeah. probably the best way I can see it. Yeah, and he was so clever with that because when you go into a film, you want to empathize with the character, you want to like the character, but by the end Mm-hmm. She was, you did like her, but you were like, okay, so you just, I'm going to, spoiler, you just set your boyfriend on fire or you were part of <laughs> party two, setting yeah. your boyfriend dressed as a bear on in fire in a triangle shaped house. Fuck yeah. And. <sighs> yeah, because he deserved it to be fair. Well, he was a shit bag, but I mean. He was a shit bag. No, well, to be fair, nobody deserves to be set on fire, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> no. Now we're seeing Sam's Venger side come out. No one pissed Sam off. I there, am. So. In, I, I think if anyone tuned in to the Patreon episode where we talked about um, satisfying deaths, <laughs> you will see the more sadistic side of me, and it really does come out a lot when we talk about like death. Really, um, I ex- I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like a Wicker Man. Yeah, like the, like. The like the main character was going to be like put into this like cult situation, yeah. this pagan cult situation, and she's going to get fucked up at the end to for it to fucking turn on its ass like it did. <laughs> I was I was blown away. I I absolutely loved this movie. I love a lot of Ariaster's movies, hmm. and it kind of leads me lovely into my next one. If we don't mind, because <laughs> oh, my a... next movie is an Ariaster one. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> you know where I'm going because it's one of the most. It's fucking brutal. It's br- it's a brutal death. It's a fucking fantastic film. It is hereditary, and mm-hmm. it is the death of I can't remember the daughter's name. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, Charlie, Charlie Green. How's, how's how's her head? How's her head? <laughs> she I don't know. Complaints. Um. Yeah, Charlie's Charlie's death in Hereditary is oh that just no that 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 shouldn't happen. Um, it's it's it it, it, so it, so going to it in more detail. So she's I was going to I'm just building I'm building up to get to it. Um, so so uh, the character is already going through something to start with. 
she's mm-hmm. having an allergic reaction because she's eating something that she shouldn't. I can't remember what it was she was allergic to. Peanuts, it... I think. Peanuts, something, something that something she's like been... that. She'd been to a party with her brother. Her brother had like the patience of a saint with her because she was fucking annoying. And he, he had to take his little sister to a house party for God's sake. But she ends up getting having an allergic reaction and he takes her, he's taking her to go and get aid. And she's she's struggling to breathe. So she's already gone through that. We're going through that with her to when she tra- sticks her head out of the window to breathe properly. And it's gone. And her head... Is taken clean off her shoulders. The worst oh. part after that is the is the is the brother's reaction because that is ex- I generally believe that is how I'd react. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to. Like he literally stops the car and just will not turn around. He mm. knows what's happened, but he doesn't want that realization of what's happened. That death had, that got me. Mm-hmm. That got me to. I had to pause it for a bit. And Why did, 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 was it like got you like as in sad or laugh? Because I, 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 it was one of them uncomfortable laughs I did when I saw it. I was, like, I, was I, I actually, I actually let out a yelp. Like oh. you've got to be fucking kidding us! <laughs> and I, I, like, I had to take a moment to like gather me thought. Like, come on, you're gonna have to. <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna explain this to Tony Collette? <laughs> <laughs> How in the fuck do you explain? Like, I'm putting it in my head. How do I go and explain to my mother? My sister's just lost her head. Do what he does and don't just go to <laughs> bed. Just, just go to bed. Like, yes, he just he just completely ignores it. Just go to bed and leave her a decapitated body in the back seat of the car for the mum to mm. find in the morning. And then My when they God. go back and get the head, what do you see? The head is oh. bested. Oh. Uh, it is absolutely swarmed with ants oh. and bugs, and and it's only been what a, a day, not yeah. even yeah, that but, at that point. But but fleshes, fleshes like. Commodity in the ant world. <laughs> like, that is high commodity. They, they're going to get that. The Beatles so, are definitely going to get that. It is horrific. Um, the movie itself is, I absolutely adored it. I watched Hereditary and Get Out on the same night, and I had such a good movie night. They are absolutely. I was going to say, are, you might not have had nice dreams that night. <laughs> probably not. But they are, I think, horror wise, modern day horror, I thought was, mm. it was fantastic. It was refreshing. Um, yeah. Charlie's click can go and fuck in, off yeah. and get in the bin. I don't ever want to hear again. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. no. That... I thought the ending of that movie was absolutely spectacular. Watching Tony Collette in the corner of a room sawing her own head off was horrific. Oh, you Charlie's... are awful, Muriel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you got a Muriel's wedding joke in there. Yeah, um, that's one of my wife's favorite movies. Muriel's wedding. She she watches it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie's death really, really struck a nerve with his mm. kid losing the head in the car. Oh, good pick. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna well, not lighten the mood a little bit, but the one that Can I you? always <laughs> I, the one I always um, and I watched it, and I, 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 it's one of them things where it's so. Comical and like out there that it was one of them ones when I was at the pictures. This movie is horrific. It is one of the most like I love the movie. I know we've had discussions about the movie in the past, but this death, um, it's so out there and playful at the same time. Um, it's a kind of little bit of a giveaway because I put um, Huey, Huey Lewis a hip to be a square 
before we went uh, live that was playing. Oh, so um, the the Patrick Bateman and Paul Allen uh, death in American Psycho, where he's telling well he's got Paul Allen in his room, uh, well in a room, and he's telling them all about like how amazing Huey Lewis and Nerves Wise basically doing up putting like a like you see his jacket on and Paul Allen's just like say just sitting there just uh, wondering what's going on to the point where uh, like say Patrick Bateman just goes hey Paul fuck you and something and just starts axing him to death and it's one of the most brutal like ways I've I've seen him but just the whole scene and leaning up to it and how like say it's just so I would say 80s yuppie yuppieism and mm. just absolutely bellendedist at the at the most like these two arseholes being the height of the biggest bellend you'll ever meet but <laughs> just, how, just how many bellends can you fit into a sentence <laughs> and just just the fact that like say um christian bale being a bellend as well to be fair um, <laughs> and um just how much joy is in his face as well yeah that's and I, it's one that, as Dan said it, like you, I, I was in the cin- cinema uncomfortably, like, well, giggling away because <laughs> I was like, should I be laughing at this? It's, <laughs> but, it, but absolutely finding it hilarious at the same time. But just the noises and the sounds that mm. that, that it makes, and you see the blood spatter, and then you see him like get that rage out as well, like that pent up rage that he's had towards Paul Allen all the way through the movie so far. And just to, for him to let let that release out was just like it's just mesmerizing to watch. And um, with the backdrop of like, say, one of my favorite like one of my favorite bands, like like yeah. from like doing Back to the Future to Hey, it's hip to be a square. <laughs> but isn't that just fucking fantastic that they didn't change the music? No. Do you know how in in sometimes horror way you've got music playing on and they'll change it to the actual score music. Mm-hmm. But they keep the Huey Lewis music on while he is bashing the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I have seen American Psycho in chunks. I have not mm-hmm. seen it all the way through. Um, this scene is it's 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 iconic when it comes to to cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite bands um uses it in one of their stage performances in their music video. It's the he actually does the whole scene like, "Hey, Paul, do you mm-hmm. like Huey Lewis and the Muse?" <laughs> But it's just like when he's walking behind him as well, he's doing his little shuffle. He's like, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's just like he knows what he's doing. He's really enjoying the moment. He's like taking in the moment and like he doesn't let anything like kind of spoil it for him as well. <laughs> and it's like such a bizarre scene to watch because you kind of enjoy it at the same time. You like think, yes, he's getting like he's d- just desserts, but yeah. you're watching a fucking psycho go fucking. Uh, to town with on, with an axe to someone's face. <laughs> <Fucking funny. laughs> Let's face it, we've all wanted to do it to Jared Leto at some point in our <laughs> Possibly, lives. Possibly, yes. Probably yes. more now than back then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> After yes. hearing him sing live for the first time, as the, the I, uh, I suddenly understood Patrick Bateman when <laughs> I, I he was doing a. Uh, 30 Seconds from Mars live YouTube stream and he was singing one of the songs and it was god awful you know that whole was it Puddle of Mud that recently did it or one of those songs and it was the most disgusting awful vocals you've ever heard and uh, they had to come out and apologise for it it was that bad this was that It, it mm-hmm. Jared Leto cannot sing live he no. cannot hold the mm-hmm. 
the melodies and he cannot do the the falsettos and he can't do the harmonies by himself live at all and after I heard that I was like yep I completely understand Mm -hmm. Patrick Bateman beaten him to death with an axe with an axe it it, (laughs) it makes a lot of sense doesn't he have a cult like a mass he he has a genuine cult there's an island that they bought or they rented to do like some sort of festival um Mm. and he they all came and he dressed in white and he had his hair straightened and had his beard and he it was more like a (laughs) as his fucking brave (laughs) it was like a retreat you know like a a weird honest to god <laughs> get in the bin. Get in the bin. Actually, get in the bin. Get in the fucking ocean. Oh, I yes. loved, I loved him up until a point, and I think he's one of the most pretentious people on this planet. But yes, so but good they, on you, <laughs> good on you, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> yes, yeah, for giving him the biggest axe wound as well. He even beats oh, that. Oh, <laughs> line of the night. To you. <laughs> line of the night. There goes to Paul. <laughs> Cool. So on our last picks now. So Dan, take us away. Right, I've got two. Now one of these, I'm just trying to work out which one. But mm-hmm. one of these I've got a feeling one of you two is gonna choose. So I'm like, do I hold off on that and then miss the opportunity on saying it? <laughs> um Well, why don't you go with the one that doesn't? And if it's not, you can you can so we'll circle back around and you can mention it. Okay, all right. Now, this is a, 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 like a non-horror one. It's a Marvel one for me, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's Yondu's funeral. Not, oh. not Yondu's death. Yeah. It was the bit where they he was laying there and they were putting all his trinkets and his trolls on him mm-hmm. and they put the, the band across his eyes and they mm-hmm. shot him out and the it was where they all gave him the colours, all the ravagers appeared and, and they were playing it to Cat Stevens' father yeah. and son. Mm-hmm. I don't cry. My tear ducts don't work. But that, woo, like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know why I find this so sad. I don't know why. But it was like proper, like, I don't know why that gave me the feels. I don't get the feels, but that really did something. And, well, and it was just like. I think for me, it was James Gunn's brother that's in it. Sean, Sean. was it Sean Gunn? Because yeah, he gets, because he, he's get all upset. Then he sees them and he goes, "They all came," and he's like, "Yeah!" And he's he see that like that. He's mm-hmm. so happy. That's what kind of chokes me up as well. Because and like losing using Yon, losing Yondo actually hit hit harder than like say certain Marvel characters, shall we say? Yeah, um, yeah, because, yeah. He, there's certain ones that didn't even cross my radar. That one yeah. did. But saying that and like say, saying Sylvester Stallone turn up and I got and all that, but yeah, I didn't even think of that. That, that that's an amazing pick. So yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it for me is my mum used to be a DJ when I was very young, not a radio DJ, but like a she used to do nightclubs and pubs and things. So I was always brought up with music. Music was something that was constantly in my life. And she used mm-hmm. to play Cat Stevens, Tea for the Tillerman, over and over again. So I know a lot of his songs anyway. But mm-hmm. that song, there was just something about the fact that, obviously, he's the, the speech he gives um, Quill just before, when he's, saying yeah. to, when he's saying to Peter, I might not be your real daddy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and then they choose that song of all songs. And it was like, you couldn't have picked a more perfect song. And mm-hmm. I'm glad... I have to say, thank you, James Gunn, for not choosing the Boyzone version because <laughs> yes, thank you. 
That would have been horrific. <laughs> that would have been, yeah, no. Um, but there was something about the use of that song and the fact that no matter what, he still was one of them, despite him thinking he wasn't because of the mm-hmm. choices he made. And that one choice was all to do with Peter because we find out later, don't we, that, or no, it is during that one at the first, at the end of the first one, there's that hint or the allude to, isn't there, that Kurt Russell's character, Ego, mm-hmm. employed him to go find Peter in the first place. And they were yeah. all pissed off with the undo because he shouldn't have gone for a kid. Yeah. And that's no, what they were, it was. They were happy for him to go for a kid. He just never handed him over. That was he did, it. He, yeah. did, he didn't. He didn't upload the paycheck, and mm-hmm. Yondu kept him safe. And that's not the Ravager code. You are meant right. to. You get right. the job. You do it. And mm-hmm. he knew what. And Yondu knew what he was. What they, he was up to. And that's why he kept him safe. And yeah. that's what really pissed the Ravagers off. I think they done so, the comic of the film as well, where they showed um, like the reason why Yondu kept him. I think there was a comic released. It probably was. Um, there was loads of. I don't know if they still do them now, but they used to do a lot of um, lead up comics or mm. after comics to like kind of like fill a, in like some. Like a prelude gaps. type thing. Yeah, prelude. Yes, a prelude. like a prelude. And I don't know if they do them anymore. They used to do them for like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that just to fill some fucking gaps because that yeah. was really complicated to follow. But that is such a good one. It is one that kind of crossed my mind. Um, I don't get myself upset when they're doing the whole speech. Mm-hmm. He may not. He may not have been your father. Um, he may not have been your father, but he was. I was your daddy, kind of speech. And who? Um, it's the. It is the. It is the funeral. It's yeah. the fact they all turned up for him when yeah. he thought yeah. that he, he no care. one would. And I think, like I say, the speech didn't. The, and the death didn't really like hit so much. Mm. It was the fact that he, in death, he thought he would be alone, but he was not. Um, no, you and know, he was loved. Yeah. and he was. And he he had that love exactly. Death. And and I think it's one of those things which does a weird circle for Marvel because you don't tend to touch on real life stuff with Marvel mm-hmm. because it's so fantastical, but yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. do, it made you feel, I think for me personally, it was a bit of one of those things about your own immortality. You were like, yeah. Ooh. Is anyone, anyone going to remember me type thing? Is no, turn up I honestly swear I'm going to be Eleanor Rigby, you know, the, the Beatles song, <laughs> nobody yeah. turns up. It's just going to be me and some old, priest sticking me in a hole or something <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's it, it's that fear we'll do, your, we'll, we'll do a podcast for you don't worry <laughs> i don't plan on going anywhere yet but you know it's it's one of those things where you do you have that mortality moment where you think yeah, Ooh, yeah. am i gonna die alone am i gonna yeah. have people around me and uh, mm. am i gonna think no one's coming and then the world turns up or am i that egotistical that i think the world's gonna turn up and no one comes <laughs> you know is i think for for me, that's what I got out of that one scene. Yeah. And I think that's probably why it made me more emotional than I'd actually hated. Yeah, um, I totally, I totally get like that. that. The um, the, there is one bit in the in the lead up to his death is Quill's scream. That's pain. That is yeah. pure pain and emotion behind that scream. And no, I think he took a lot, a lot of his like of personal stuff to mm-hmm. to get to that to get to that moment. So that kind of. I don't do very well when men cry. No, I don't. Yeah, I am with you on I, that one. I, I do not. <laughs> don't do, watch the music no. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do very well when men cry, and that moment right there—he's not exactly crying, but he's cry. He's in—you can tell he's crying in pain. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's heartbreak. He's absolutely. His heart is breaking in that moment. Um, it's such a in the in the nicest way possible. Such a good death. 
it's a nice it, it's a nice ending to his death yes, shall we say. it, it yes. was a it, it it was fitting it was yes. poetic incredibly poetic and he's mary poppins y'all <laughs> the only man that ever made me blush i don't know if i told this story before to you guys um no no um, not, not no Michael i did Rupert. not know that you met rooker yeah it was like amazing <laughs> i've met him a couple of times but the first time i met him i took a copy of slither and I took a copy of my Mall Rats compendium and got him to sign, oh, got him yes. to sign the front of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up to him and, and I said, I'm really sorry, I've got two things. I said, is that okay? Obviously, I paid for two things, but I said, I've got two things. And he went, he took one look at me, looked me dead in the eye and he went, I love a greedy woman. <laughs> wow. I, I went the colour of a bloody post box and I stood there and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I would have went, it's a good job. He is me too. <laughs> There's no words. Honestly, I couldn't find the words. It was so unexpected because I just thought he'd say, yeah, no problem, put them down. But it was the fact he looked me dead in the eyes. And he, as he said it, he did that smirk, you know, that Rooker smirk. I and I was just like... Rooker. Then he sort of thought, yeah. I saw your balls sucking more rats. <laughs> Everybody did. Everybody did. Yeah. Um, I hope he washed his hands, the chocolate yeah. pretzels. Yeah. But um <laughs> Oh bless but, him. Yeah. I bet he gets that joke so much now, bless him. <laughs> he's up and coming cons. I he think is. he's at maybe Newport. I think I think it might be Newport. I'm sure that's where he's kicking about somewhere. He is just one of he's he's just a mate. Like he's amazing. Um is it yeah. um Henry Portrait of Serial Killer? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. that man is a that man is amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, him and Sean, him and Sean are coming to one of these shows, and I've got the vinyl, the coloured vinyl of the Belco experiment, oh, um, nice. and I'm desperate for them to sign it. And every time they come, I've always been too busy to go and mm-hmm. get them both on it. But Sean's going to be there as well, and I Excellent. bloody love Sean. So I'm like, <laughs> I've got to get them to sign my vinyl. You never know. You sign might my get, stuff. You, you might get announced to, to to the northeast one. The city picking. But um, fingers crossed. Yeah. See, we, we, we are they are making jokes that we are we ours is the in between, is it? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, but yeah, special friends. The special friend is waiting for Greg friends. Davis to be announced. I'll be happy with that. To be fair, yeah, Greg friend. Davis. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Friends. I would love to see Dan next to Greg Davis. That would be interesting. <laughs> Again, that is such a good segue with the whole friends bit for my my last pick. Mm-hmm. My last pick is probably one of the most, I'm going to make sure I can get his name right, one of the most heartbreaking, heartbreaking deaths, heartbreaking aftermath, has one of the greatest lines in ever. What about his glasses? Aww. It's Thomas J. Sennett from uh, doom, My Girl. Doom, 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 yeah. doom, doom. <laughs> Fuck me, this hits me in the worst place. The worst place. It's the death. Like, is not. You, you obviously you see him around the bees, but it's the it's the aftermath. It's Vader's. It's Vader's realization. I bet because she avoids it completely. Mm-hmm. She avoids the fact that he's gone. That Thomas J is gone. Um, it's when he's lying there, and the realization kicks in for Vader that because yeah. she starts talking to him like he's still like, come on. We'll, we're gonna go. We're gonna go play. And then she realizes he doesn't have his glasses on. <laughs> what about his glasses? It's yeah. so sad. <laughs> it's one of so Dan Aykroyd's best performances as well. To be fair, I'll... and it's, it's, it's it's Jamie Lee Curtis as well. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. who um, plays a mortician's uh, an artist. Oh, I can't even say it. 
She's a mortician artist. Yeah. Um, I watched an actual mortician. A makeup mortician. artist to the death. Yes. <laughs> I watched an actual mortician watch this whole thing and she could not, she loves the movie and she didn't shit on it at all, but she could not stop laughing at the embalming scene when Vader walks in and there's two people embalming a person and have, neither one of them have gloves on. <laughs> Neither one has gloves on protection. She went, you realize how much things spray and what you are dealing with in there. You burn your fucking hands off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the scene at Thomas J's death is, come on, for a kid back in the 90s, it was was heartbreaking. You don't expect the best friend to get it. And she had a heartbroken as well by a teacher. That was the thing with this type of movie that came out. It was before spoilers, was before the internet, so no one yeah. fucking knew till you saw this film that it was going to be if the fucking bees. The, <laughs> the bees. The, the little shit. It's always the bees. It's always the <laughs> bees. bees get, the poor bees have gotten such a bad rap after this death that they they are struggling to recover from it. No, that, that was, was in the 90s. That was Nicolas Cage's fault, not not Paul McCulley-Culkin's. <laughs> bees! The bees! What about the bees? <laughs> But wow, I'm yeah. So I, sorry. I, I love it so funny. The bees. <laughs> what the fuck was he thinking? And the CGI bees as well. What the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> At least my girl used real bees. They went they went hard for that. <laughs> they went hardcore. Hardcore. Macaulay Culkin took one for the team. Um, but yeah, Thomas J's death is it's it's horrifically sad. It's just Strange because, like I say, I love, I do love the film My Girl. It's like the decision making and to say, why did they make My Girl 2 after that? It <laughs> just, oh my god, the, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So they made did a they sequel to a film that did, oh yeah, it had Vader, it had the same cast. Anna Chomsky, it's, wasn't it? Anna, yeah. Anna Chomsky? Yeah. Kolumsky. Oh, Kolumsky. I wanted to be called Vader so badly. Like, so badly. That is such a fucking badass name. <laughs> and the yeah. fact that my mum was into Star Wars as well. I was like, I want to be called Vader. It did not pass with my friends. <laughs> yeah, sure. Still going through the goths there, so it's fine. Always, always. <laughs> Been going strong since the 90s. Um, what, what year did it come out? 1990? 1992, um, 93, 94? Oh, around that that's... thing, I think. I think I was around 14, 15 when I came out. I'm not sure. It was 1991. I was 11. I was 11 when that came out, yeah. How old were we? Uh, um, I do maths. Uh, so, 1982. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, about 10, 11, 10, 9, 9 or 10. Yeah. Well, if you were 10, I was 9. Yeah. And I was old. 11. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it's just it's sad it's like heartbreaking yeah. it's like for some kids it's their first glimpse of of death of grief yeah like, no. oh, it's fucking that's horrible the weird thing about d- it was i was about the same age as though them yeah, in, yeah. In it, and um i'd already mm-hmm. had some experience with death at that age so for me i've always had a very good uh ability to compartmentalize things mm-hmm. and so it didn't it didn't like affect me in the floods of tears things. I was just more upset that I'd actually thought they killed off Macaulay Culkin for a little while, like actually oh, killed Macaulay Culkin. Got, yeah. yeah, because the I think it was the same year. It was either earlier in the year or later in the year. I can't remember. I think it might have. 
I want to say Home Alone was the year before. Mm-hmm. It was ninety? It was definitely. He looks. He looks. T- he looks younger on my girl. But I might be again, wrong. I don't no, know. It's around the same time because he done yeah. Uncle Buck as well. Yeah. Um. And and, and he I looks l- even younger on that as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. So it was like I was a. He was growing up. I was growing up at the same pace as Macaulay Culkin, and mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and and then seeing him in Home Alone, and it was just like, oh, he didn't die. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. He's not really okay. magic. He got, he got to stop the bad guys. It's yeah. all good. And he didn't yeah. need his glasses. He can see without his glasses. Oh, see the, the, oh, the, the but if they watch my girl, they find it. They would find his weak spot now. So we need to do a remake of Home Alone where they the, use bees to fuck him up. Oh, yeah, it's like his one weakness. Bees, bees and no glasses. But yeah, yeah, Thomas G is it's a it's a hard one. It's a it's a very emotional one that still to this day at forty year old can absolutely emotionally cripple me. Like I am absolutely no good after watching the scene in the when it's his funeral. I mm-hmm. will. I'm sobbing. So Thomas J is my last pick. Cool. Well, mine's probably the most obvious pick of them all. Um, if... This, as I said, I've talked about this movie numerous times. I know Sam doesn't like this movie, um, but to me, this is what I fell in love with cinema. I fell in love with movies. I like adore this movie to the, to this day, and it holds so much special memories and reverence in my life, oh, not just. I both. Don't... Um, I don't like the fact that I don't like it if it's like that special to you. <laughs> um, but the death scene in it is just <clears throat> when I saw it as a kid, I thought it was like one of the, the most amazing things I've ever seen. And the performance of the death scene was just hilarious. When I watch it back, you, you laugh your head off at now, but it was just so, so moving. Um, I'm melting. I'm melting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really what a world. Like I'm melting. I... <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, I could have put money on you picking a Wizard of Oz option tonight. I re- No, I really don't like this film. I'm really sorry. That I, know how, <laughs> I know how special it is to you. Mm-hmm. But what a choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yes. But saying it, like, I think I haven't the audacity to kill a witch by just by doing something simple by throwing a bottle of water over by accident. <laughs> and the melting scene as a kid was just scary oh, as Rick. fuck. And like, she's just going away and like just into the nothingness and she's how she's blaming <sighs> Dorothy and just how everyone looks terrified, but then the change to the um like her little her minions afterwards and like the wicked witch is dead, then it goes off like and Dor- Dorothy's the new hero. Um but seeing that for the first time, watching that with like, say, I get goosebumps watching it with like, like me, my dad, and like, say, like my grandmother and stuff like this. This is what what always brings back the warm and fuzzies. But Aww. I couldn't not have this death in there because this movie is just basically the, like the epitome epitome of what movies movies like cinema is to me. And this it's is why movie. I love fantasy films and stuff like that. It's movie magic. Me and my sister have been talking about this over the last few days. Is movies that make you go, holy shit, that is movie magic right there. And Wizard of Oz, I'll say, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, but that is movie magic. That makes you, that transports you into places your mind never thought you could go to. And there's a lot of films that can do that. And I I, I knew, I knew <laughs> that she would be on your list. 
I hate the fact that I don't like it and you absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm just for sure. I'm just going to make, I'm going to just kidnap you one day and just make you watch it until oh, you do like don't. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've tried. The whole fantastical thing, like what you're saying about cinema, though, that with that film rings true. I mean, you imagine 1939, you're on the brink of war at that point as well. You've just mm-hmm. had the first one. Second one's coming about. Okay, not so much for America, but it, just in general. Mm-hmm. And you, you're sitting down in the cinema, which was a big thing back then. It was you got dressed mm-hmm. up to go to the cinema. Oh, you yeah. Your, your Sunday best. You don't turn up in jogging bottoms and trainers and sit in a lazy boy, you know, and eat popcorn. No. Nope. Um, you know, and it was a, you had your news before you watched your film. So you would have had all this about what's going on in Europe and blah, 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 blah. And then you sit down to watch this movie that starts off black and white and there's a big destruction scene. And then can you imagine how you must have felt as a person watching that for the first time in 1939 when the door opens and there's colour? Technicolor, yeah. yeah so. Technicolor as well, not just colour, <laughs> technicolour. Your mind just, it pops right there and then. Because it's not like any other colour film that mm-hmm. I was aware of that was out at the time. This no, was it's like, not. The yellows, the greens, the, it's the reds. Purples. It was so intense, all the colours. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch it, even I think I don't know how old I was when I first watched it. Um, but I just remember being annoyed with the scare no, the Tin Man annoyed me. I thought <laughs> I thought the scarecrow I, I I get annoyed with the scarecrow quite a lot as well because he kept like losing him like his insides and he got set on fire and like <laughs> just stay still, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't happen. Um, but like it, ah, Toto was always the win for me because I love a dog. So yeah, <laughs> but, and the dog, yeah. and that nothing bad happens to the dog as well. That's exactly. Always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's, it's just I always think of that film from that perspective. Like if I was in 1939 and I was watching, yeah. how amazed I, I would be seeing that for the first time. And there's mm. all this other cack going on in the background, mm-hmm. and there's that. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of films I I like I would love to put myself in a position of like how did people react when like The Exorcist is one of them like how was like audiences at the time prepared for this like how do you you do how do you prepare were. this and I think where you're right Wizard of Oz would have been an absolute holy shit moment for people I think as well without with we the films that my dad used to show us when I was a kid as well it wasn't just the standard like there was always the Disney mm. films and stuff. But he always did. He started us out on the old Laurel and Hardys, um, oh, the Marx, Laurel and, Hardy and, so much. and the Marx Brothers. So I, I did watch a lot of black and white movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So when, I, as as Dan said, when you see The Wizard of Oz and it starts off as the as black and white, and like say you see the tornado and you see it all kicking off, and you think, oh, what the fuck's going on here? And as you said, when you open the door and you just hit with the variety of colours and I'll be honest, I hadn't seen a movie like this before as a kid. Um, So when it came along, and it just absolutely took my breath away. And again, like the death scene in it as well, it always does stay with us because Mm -hmm. it's not what you're expecting at the time. You think there's going to be like a battle or like, She's going to either be set on fire, or there's going to be something else dropped on her. Because like we've already you, we've already been known that a house being dropped on a yeah. witch can kill her. But having a bucket of water thrown on it to make her melt, just <laughs> my, my my little mind just went. Oh, I can just only imagine because it, like you are, she has to go. Like she mm-hmm. has to go. 
But in my head, I'm like, how is that going to happen? Are they just going to drop something on her? Like, we are, like that, that has happened. And mm-hmm. that's how they, that's how the sister went out. Maybe she would just take her out in that manner. Not the fact that her whole fucking body <laughs> melts to the floor. This is a children's <laughs> film. Oh, no, the book is really dark. If you ever read the book, it's way darker than the film. But, I mean, to be honest with you, the, the concept of the, the way that the bad guy dies in the film is the fact that he, she could have been taken out with just something as simple as having a shower. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or got stuck in the rain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, my God, she's going to be stinking. <laughs> that, now, that's where my brain went That's on why it. she's and green. <laughs> she must hum. That's all I kept thinking. That witch must give off a, a, a mile radius of stink because yep. she can't bathe in mm-hmm. anything remotely wet yes. or water-based. <laughs> I thought about the fact that she couldn't have a shower. But to it be is. fair, though, they, they do get around that in Wicked. They, they do give it a different <laughs> oh. story. So anyone who's seen Wicked the Play knows how it really ends. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. So. All right. I'm not spoiled, but it's one of my favourite shows. But yes. That was my uh, final pick. Now, I know we've talked about, like, say, how difficult this was. There's so many ones that had been on the list and jumped off, like uh, Spock's death and uh, Star Trek. I want to say three. I think is it? I was two, Star Trek. Is it? Can't remember which one now. Goodwill will tell us in the chat. But when he's puts himself in the reactor to basically sacrifice himself for the for the the need for the uh, many outweighs the need of the one type thing. Uh, that one always kind of like resonated a little bit. What did I miss? My headphones went off. Oh, it's just talking about Spock dying. Oh, <laughs> as well. okay. So Trek uh, stuff. That's all right. Trek stuff. That's fine. I didn't miss out. <laughs> Goodwill's going to bray. Um, Goodwill. <laughs> You'll have to the, catch us first. I'll be running up that hill. Uh, it was Star Trek 2. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, Wrath of Khan. Wrath um, of Khan. The best Star Trek oh! one. Um, but uh, the other two ones that actually flitted on as well was um, the death from 13 Ghosts to the Lawyer when when the glass comes down and just cuts him in half and you see yeah. him sliding down. That, oh. that was just like entertaining. But also um, A Million Ways to Die in the West when the block of ice falls on the person unexpectedly. And everyone's <laughs> like, everyone fucking dies in the West. Everyone dies at the fair as well. But that was just like the most stupid and idiotic ones as well. Um, jumped jump to my mind. I've got an honourable mention for the priest and the omen. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, do I want to go out that way? Right. Just speared. Speared yep. through the chest and pinned to the floor. I don't want, no, no, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not, a, that's not good. Um, what's the film with the boat and the Ghost wire? Chip. That's it. Yeah, that was the one that wow. I was going to say. That was the was one that I was going to say. That was going to be my pick. And I kept thinking someone else is going to choose it. So I won't say it because it's such a, a a hell of an opening scene. No one will mention it. Like if someone picks it, I'll just hold off. I'll hold off. But yeah, that was my top number one to talk about. Oh, I'm so opening. sorry. No, um, it's no. cool. So, it's just a terrible I, film to be fair. <laughs> it's really bad. But that opening. I love it. <laughs> I love that film. That so opening bad. is horrific though. And especially like the girls just standing there like, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's totally calm. I would be hysterical. I'd be jumping off the side of the boat. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> Emily Browning, isn't it? Young Emily Browning at the beginning. It is, and, yeah. um I just think that at that point, I've not seen anything like that carnage yeah. to open a film with. 
Yeah. You know, like literally something as simple. I mean, you'd seen Final Destination, I think that come out prior to this film at this point, the first mm-hmm. one. So you knew of like a, a series of accidents. So when you first see it happening and you see things start ping, pinging off, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. where's this going? Is it a ghost? Because the film's called Ghost Ship. Is it yeah. a ghost that's doing it? And then you realise, you come to realise the rest of the plot anyway, but mm-hmm. just one tiny thin wire, decapitating, yeah. cutting people in half, literally <laughs> cutting them through their faces and then just watching the slow aftermath of everything just stripping and falling off and then the sea of appendages and torsos and heads and people trying to still stick their legs back on again and like that is like (laughs) one part of like horror that does not freak me out is when people get sliced and it takes a long time for it to slide off i (laughs) i am actually quite satisfied with that (laughs) um i think oh the one of the most one of the most the films i most hate in the goddamn world the cube i fucking hate that film i can't believe i actually boring Oh, it's so bad. And I actually persevered with it. I'm sure there's a death in there where that happens. And it's like lasers and it's like cubes of art. Oh, so satisfying. I yeah. like it. The other ones I was like toying with mentioning, but to be honest, you could just do a whole episode talking about the deaths on these ones. As, the fin- mm-hmm. as Dan said, the Final Destination movies. Mm-hmm. Just because each movie was kind of like one up and each other. And each one is just out there outlandishly. It's hard to name one just from them movies. I would really like us to do a Final Destination episode just to force me into actually watching them from start to finish because I'm getting into like franchises that I started back in the day, like, started watching originally and not finished them. The mm. Saws have been, I've done that and I'm, I love it. Um, <laughs> and I want to do the same with Final Destination. I feel like I'll have the same, that'll have the same effect on us. Yes. So that'd be, that'd be interesting. I would like that. Cool. So any more honorable mentions there, Dan? I've got two. One of cool. them <laughs> is um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, oh, you could do an actual the, episode with that one. It's so the, cool. The kid that eats himself in the wood chipper. Like he <laughs> bends down and the kid just jumps above him and then gets head first into the wood chipper. Every what? every death was a complete accident. And and it yeah. was just like... Oh, told, yeah. <laughs> it was like a series of unfortunate events that made them look like the killer rednecks. And it's one of the most underrated movies that anybody... Oh. 100% agree with you. Please don't do a second one. Leave it, just leave yeah. it. It's a masterpiece. Leave it alone. My <laughs> second honourable mention is Bill Murray in Zombieland. Right. <laughs> because he pretends to be a zombie. He comes in, he's scared. I hate Jesse Eisenberg. But um, he comes in and... It should have been him. <laughs> it should have been. Bloody should have been. He comes in and he's like, he's he's trying to pretend he's all zombie-ish and he's already told Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone that he's not. And he comes in, they're watching Ghostbusters, I think, and uh, he starts going, and then he shoots him with this fucking shotgun. And I'm like, you just killed Bill Murray. And he's like, he's sitting there and he's going, do you have any regrets? And he goes, Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, uh, Bill Murray is always a winner for me. So that one had to be said. Well, I know oh, the last time, last time we talked as well because you were quite excited for Ant Man and Quantumania just because it had Bill Murray in. What, how I still did you find? Seen it. Oh, seen right. it. Well, I have not had then. the time. Right, no, I've not had the time yet, and I'm like, I actually have seen the reviews, and I'm like, oh, oh. Do oh no, don't it's, take it's any good. notice of them. Just, it's, just it's, go it's in it with your fun. own opinion. I actually really enjoyed. My my husband really enjoyed it. Just mm. you just go in with your open right. with an open mind. Don't take any note because you'll yeah. you'll take something that 
other people haven't. I've just tried to suggest. It's one of the it? probably more comic book movies that we've had from Marvel oh, in a absolutely. while. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Cassie. She's not my Cassie. It's, She's yeah. not that's my that. Cassie either. But you will, you will get past thing. that. Right, You'll okay. get past it. There's there's more. There's more than just her. I want cool. Peanut. I don't want that Cassie. She's not <laughs> Cassie. <laughs> yes, I I 100 agree, and I. I I think Marvel might be taking a hint as well because it's the one thing that was said repeatedly. She's not a good Cassie. No. She's the she's Cass's daughter in Supernatural. God damn it! But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's but not yes. enough. <laughs> if I if if I'm going to go with one more guts punching mm-hmm. death, which has just sprung to my mind, and Dave Dent will not forgive me if I do not mention it. 1986, Optimus's death Prime. in the Transformers Prime. the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, Dave. Still not, my, my husband's still not over it. No. no. One of the most horrific <laughs> cartoon deaths ever. Yeah. We actually had this uh, argument because when we done the live event at SunnyCon, where we done the panel, um, we done 80s versus 90s movies. Mm-hmm. And Jake and Charlotte attempted to one-up me because I was fighting on the 80s part that they're saying nothing has been more sadder than Ash's death in Pokemon. Let and this has yeah, been at an, this has been an anime festival though. This is bare, bare, like so. It had all the anime nerds. Everyone was geeking out, saying yeah. yeah. And Sam just pointed over and said, "See Optimus Prime." So I just so <laughs> so we mentioned Optimus Prime, and the room just went quiet because everyone <laughs> fucking agreed. <laughs> they knew. They knew. I wasn't allowed to partake in that debate because I've not you've seen, seen movies. Fuck off. <laughs> I but couldn't. Yes. I couldn't sit there and go. Oh, I've not seen that one repeatedly mm. over and over again. That has been embarrassing. You made a but good yes. choice. <laughs> so we are doing SunnyCon again. Um, we are. We're going to do top three uh, cartoons because one year on for an hour. I'm in this one. Yeah. So we're doing another panel Yay. at SunnyCon. But yes, so that is our top five movie deaths. So I have so fucking enjoyed tonight. Let's talk about <laughs> death got... more often. Let's just get together <laughs> and do it. <laughs> Well, like I say, just trying to think because next week I think we're talking about SunnyCon. We'll have got Donna and Tucky coming on on Friday yes. to tell us all about the history of SunnyCon, and so, so, so that's going to be quite interesting. The lovely Donna's going to return. Then, unfortunately, we won't be live next Sunday because it is my wedding anniversary. That's uh, right. That's right. Yes. But we are going to be live on. Yes. And celebrations. It is the sixth year. I remembered that, so that I'm, I'm not in the bad books yet. Uh, I have to buy a present tomorrow as well. So that's. that's dinner where she doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> also, so we're going to. I think it's we're going to do it on the third, which is the Monday, and it's going to be the Red Dwarf episode. So we are going to be talking about Red Dwarf and the boys from the Dwarf. Sam looks confused there. I'm just trying to think Monday. It's the third of April. I I understand that. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bank holiday? I, I can't keep up with no, the following week. Ba- the following week. That's when we're at oh, Nerdfest. Oh, okay. I got yes. you. I got you. Yes. Okay. And yes. Wow. Right. Yes. yes. Excited because red. Yes. Red Dwarf. Yay. That's yes. Cool. And then on the ninth of uh, April, I believe if Dan's not busy, we are going to try and get her to come back because that's the Universal Horror Monsters what episode. Oh yes. So she's looking. She's thinking. Am I free? <laughs> I think no. I, th- I know I am. I know I'm okay. So that's the. Is that the Sunday night? That's the Sunday the ninth. Yeah, that's yes, correct. Yeah, I should be. Well, we should have a staff. Uh, quite a few people involved in that one as well. So that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, Dan gets to meet the fabulous Graham. So I'm sure you will have. Lots oh, to you are going to have an absolute blast. Graham is, is just a fucking sweetheart. Is that Graham? Yes. That's yeah. This Graham. Yes. 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 <laughs> 
drag queen, yes, the drag queen, queen Graham. The velvet yes, snatch. Yes, the velvet is, snatch. Yes. <laughs> he, is, he is just an absolute delight and such a great conversationalist as well. He's yes. well, brilliant. How can you not be when you have such a high praise name like the velvet snatch? Velvet snatch, yes. Exactly. And I'm going. I'm going to insist. My other half calls me that now. <laughs> Please video on like when he says that. it as well. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. I like that. <laughs> but yes. So if as well, catch up with Goodwill and uh, Graham doing their Star Trekking with Nerdy Up North, where they're reviewing uh, the, the new season of Picard. Um, apparently, if they can say the Americans like it. I don't know. Well um, <laughs> and, and Sam and Sam are doing the. Game of Thrones uh, stuff on Patreon we, as well. Yeah, we didn't do an episode this week for anyone who is sub to Patreon. And if you're not sub to Patreon, come and sub to Patreon. Come and see this exclusive <laughs> content before it comes to YouTube. Lee likes it. Like, that's got to be something. <laughs> like, come and join Lee. Um, but we didn't though, Lee this. watches everything, so it's not really... Lee is, Lee is a sweetheart. <laughs> if I'm just doing it for Lee, I'm totally fine with that. Um yes. But yeah, we didn't record this week because I've had a bit of a busy week um, with my sister's wedding. We are back next week and it is, it's going to be fucking epic. We actually think this is going to be led into a two-partner because we're talking about Aegon and the Conquest. It's going to get, we're, we're going to get into it. So please come and join us on Patreon, £2 a month to subscribe and get exclusive content before anybody else. And also, like I say, as everyone's keep mentioning, we are going to be hosting the cosplay competition at Nerdfest on the Easter Monday. Uh, I'm not involved with the judging because I don't know what I'm because talking about. Because you're not. <laughs> and I am. And, oh, yes. <laughs> and oh, apparently yes. I have better credentials than you. But, and to be <laughs> fair... What said. He was like, what are your fucking credentials? I went, I meant that's all you, that's all you I have know. eyes. That's <laughs> my <laughs> credentials. But yes, and like I say, we're going to be doing uh, things throughout the day on Nerdfest where you can yes. win different prizes. So um, it's going to be quite, try and keep it entertaining as well. But thank you again, Dan. And what have you got to plug? Because I know you're a busy lady. So tell us what you're up to. (laughs) Next weekend, we are at Liverpool. Um, We're doing the big Liverpool convention that's got everybody in the kitchen sink at. Um, Twilight, it's got Lost Boys. It's got... um, Stranger Things people as well. There's so many at this one. It's such a a weird blot of people. (laughs) but we're there for the two days. We're there uh, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and if you come up and say to me on the Saturday morning, are you here tomorrow? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> why Why would we pack up after the first day? Can I, can I ask you that when I see you next? Are you, you may. I you might go, walk away. I might walk away. Just, 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 don't, just, just don't drop kickers. That, that's all I ask, okay? Let me but keep yes. my dignity. <laughs> You've got no dignity. You've not wearing any pants. <laughs> but yeah, that's where we are. And then after that, we are May is our next one. So we're at Telford. Uh, then we are doing our Horicon in Sheffield, which we actually sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to do a quick plug, if you go to Empire Magazine and you buy a copy of Empire Magazine, you'll see at the very back. There is a massive advert that we have in there with our names flashed all over it. If you cut out that um, advert, bring it with you to Horicon in Sheffield, you'll get 10% off anything on our store. So, mm-hmm. but it has to be the physical copy from the magazine, not a screenshot. When is, when is Horicon again? It is the 20th and 21st of, of May. May. Yeah. And they've there's got a few Kane, good, yeah, there's there's a few a good, good ones. Yeah. Kane yeah. Hodder, 
uh, Doug Bradley, Kane Hodder. Yes. They've got all the Cenobites. They've yep. got um, Jonathan Breck. Uh, oh, I think that's it. I can't remember the rest off the top of my there head. There are some good, go good. There are some good, good names. I am. I might have to pass this year, but I really do want to go at some point. It's a convention that's been on my radar. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, but it's a good one because it's quite yeah. small, yeah. Um, and it's more for the the older sort of uh, more connoisseur-y Because they've had people like, like Dario a... Argento, and they've had like, oh my god, Dee Wallace has been there. We've had like it's it's been amazing, but. We had Corey Feldman a couple of years back as well, but this this year is the the the, the big like one of the bigger ones, and we're sponsoring it, so we're Very one of the main sponsors. Excellent. So no. yes, and just to let everyone know as well, like I said, Dan does run her own page, is the Blade and Marvelous, and yeah. her own website. If you look in the comments below, I'll do the goodwill thing. If you look in the comments below, uh, I have put uh, uh, in the description Dan's links as well. So if you can uh, click on it and like see all the stuff that Dan does. Um, she does like say stuff like we we do on the nerdy up north, just a little bit better than us. Uh, <laughs> do we have to start being more professional, like Goodwill? Is he like try to? Yeah, he's, he's, Goodwill set the bar now, so we have to try right. and reach, reach the Goodwill level. But yes, okay. um, so yeah, and you're going to be in the northeast con as well, so we are going to try and arrange for all the northern nerds to come yeah. and say hi to Dan as well when she's up here. And get, get... Spend all my money on her store. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. So yes. Uh, anything else to plug? <laughs> um, no. We I think we covered everything. Um, we, oh, if we you know social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, if they don't know that by now, they can fuck off. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um. So same bad time, same bad channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 bye.